Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! Back after another hiatus of couch lying and chair sitting and nothingness. Yeah, dig it. Hyenas. Um, Rollo takes his uh, Zom to ask me if I want to record, and I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I just woke up. Um, so, yeah. Perfect timing. Still just taking classes and not getting interviews. It's great. It's been Did a great all summer. College chicks. Yeah, all my classes are online now, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. So my college chicks are the keyboard and uh, uh, U-porn. So me too. Dig it. We might know the same girls. <laughs> waka waka. Is that does that is that creepy that you like you could you might be like spanking it to the same video as, as like nah. your buddies? No, nah. only if it's in the same room. We have different. We have different. Um, Different taste. Different taste, yes. <laughs> Those uh, the the stepbrother stepsister videos don't do it for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I step. See this? No, no, no. See, I always hate. I hate when they have to qualify halfway <laughs> through an incest porn that, oh, but I'm not really your dad. I'm your stepdad, or I'm not really your brother. It's like goddamn it, bullshit. Kay Parker never fucking qualified. She was the mom. <laughs> you know that it, it just kills it. I don't know why. I don't know why step siblings was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, that, it kills it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like it. It's finally feeling like autumn outside. Yes, um, I went for a long, long walk. I was uh, watching. My my movie watching has been very sporadic. I'll I'll, I'll go in big big bursts and then i won't watch anything for like a week um, big chunks now granted i haven't recorded god damn has it been another three months again <laughs> i think it's been since august since i've been on again so uh, i'm a loser but it's november now jesus um but yeah so I, I was doing the horror movies in october but at the same time it was you know 80 degrees outside still I'm. I can go check the mail and fucking shorts and a t-shirt, mm. and yeah. But I don't know. It's getting there. I'm still wearing Did you shorts, have but trick or treaters. No, not one. So huh. of course, though, I've, I ate the whole bowl of candy myself. Um, have you had any contact with that one dude? That remember that dude that came over and 
like brought you a six pack of beer or something. Oh, uh, different. I moved away from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like Jesus Christ. I I I I have similarly aged uh, male neighbors now, um, but the only contact I've had with them was really just kind of in passing on the sidewalk. It, it, our our doors are. Um, see the guy at the other place. He had to make an effort because he had to leave his house and go, you know, out and then downstairs and then come back in to go to go to my door. With this that one, makes it even creepier. Yeah, with with this one, I can run into these guys because uh, our doors are on the corner of the building. So they live upstairs, but you go into their door and then walk upstairs. <laughs> so our doors are literally like right beside each other around a corner. So I'll run into them, but I no, there's no social interaction other than I'm sure that guy was probably pissed (laughs) he's probably like I made a perfectly good effort to befriend you and I drank his beer and never talked to him again (laughs) did you never talk to him after that no of course not that's nice his bathroom his bathtub like overflowed or something once and and ruined the the ceiling in my bathroom oh he was above you that was yeah that was so he was the top and you were the bottom yeah that's how it should be Nice. Um, the Ugh, God, one can of uh, Monster Mean Bean down. I'm gonna be fucking shaking like a leaf on a fuzzy tree. <sighs> the um, but yeah, I had a giant hole in my bathroom ceiling where the water damaged everything, and he probably did that on purpose so it would make a <laughs> hole and he could just like look down. <laughs> Hand me look a beer you. through the hole in the ceiling. Yeah, look at you through the tub. You'd be like, is that fucking beer foam dripping on my face? <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, drop it, fucking Lord. Yeah, that was a different place. I, I haven't been social. I've This is the second place I've lived since there, and I haven't been social with any neighbor since then. So. You're moving all over the place, trying to stay ahead of the law. I, I'm, I've made it past a year now. so. Um, That's good. Yeah. Christ, you're putting down roots. Well, maybe. Yeah. But other than that, um, any did, um, any um, was it um, what the hell's that shit called? Um, blood pudding or uh, <laughs> I haven't had any blood pie? pudding or cream pies. No. Yeah. Meat pie. Meat pies. Or cream pie. Let me tell you something, people, and you loaf. Um, I almost, uh, freaking, oh my God, there's a person that I had like crazy anonymous, uh, I mean, oh Jesus, sex with like probably about 10 years ago. And, uh, I found her again. Because after that, you know, even though it was fucking fantastic and I was doing the Christian Bale uh, looking at my biceps in the uh, in the <laughs> Flexing mirror, while well, you're hitting it doggy style. Yeah, while well, I was doing yeah, a doggy. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I always, you always have to do that because uh, they can't see. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about returning to the scene of the crime and she doesn't even care that I – like I'm sure she probably wasn't happy with it when it happened, but uh, no threats detected. Awesome, no threats detected here. Um, so anyway, uh, we had a bit of a computer issue while uh, we yeah. were starting the show, but um, I rediscovered her, and I thought about uh, trying your luck again. 
will not even try my luck again. She was ready to fucking rock and roll. Oh. She said, yeah, it was fun, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. But then I started, I was like, you know, God, I wonder, maybe I'll go over there and she might like fucking cut my dick off or something for, this is like a whole plan because I used her like a whore. And, um, but she seemed to, you know, but anyway, I even um, went over to her house because I thought, okay, you know, I, I was talking to her. And I'm, I go, I, I'm like fucking like Jekyll and Hyde. I'll be like, you know, thinking about it, thinking about it. This is how it was before. And I even told her, I said, you know, well, maybe I'll stop over. And she goes, okay, that's cool, whatever. This is the first time. But then I backed out. This is but recent. Then, this, the backing out was recent. No, this was a long time ago. Oh, this, was, oh, oh, oh. This, this was the actual event. Okay. And I call I called her I can't remember if I called her or emailed her I think I emailed her because I was like a, a coward I emailed her and I said I don't think I'm gonna make it I'm not ready blah 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 to, to restart this and that blah 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 and I, I you know even put in like blah, blah I was like Ricky Morton blah 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 um, <laughs> blah 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 and um, so but I tricked her because of my multiple personalities <laughs> I went from ready to do it to backing out just like just like going to horror hound all that stuff when i back out or i leave early and i just you know like <laughs> fucking crazy impulsive when i got off work that morning i was after i'd sent an email said no that i wasn't going to come i just got in the car and drove right over there ooh, and, ooh. and i fucking called her on her cell phone and she goes hey what's going on i said i'm out here on your front porch <laughs> Creep. She comes, yeah, she comes and answers the door. Walk in. She, she says, uh, uh, you know, something about you know, you need to maybe move your car or whatever. So I go move my car and I come back and she goes, oh, I'm in the kitchen making coffee. I walked in the kitchen and I mean, it wasn't thirty. Okay, from the front door to the kitchen probably took me fifteen seconds. And from the time I got in the kitchen, just walked right over to her. We started up and that was it was on. <laughs> so it was so easy, right? So I thought about, you know, okay. Uh, and she was, get, but I backed out. I actually, okay, but the, 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 uh, the, it's like starting the podcast today where the computer crashed. Mm -hmm. And you started thinking, okay, maybe this wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I was talking to her on the fucking internet. Did 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 it, type, type, type. Buh, buh, buh. And I thought, you know what? Buh, buh, buh. I might just jump in the car and fucking go over there. I jumped in the car, drove over, the, took a shower and everything. Cause you gotta be, you know, a manscape. <laughs> Cause I'm all planning, man. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be ready. You know, if you're going to be the, the gigolo and, um, drive all the fucking way over there. And as soon as I pulled up, car wasn't there. Lights weren't on nothing. Oh. She wasn't fucking home when she, she was like out of town. And so when I, I sent her a thing, I said, well, I guess you're not home. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I just thought I'd surprise you. And um, when's the last time you talked to her before showing up like this? <sighs> well, we've been talking off and on. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Off and on, off and on, you know, and um, for, since probably when I went to the beach here just recently, this past summer. Okay. And the last summer when I went to the beach with my mom, we started talking and we were thinking about hooking up again, but my goddamn ex-girlfriend fucking started contacting me. So I was head. like, well, Huh? And fucked with your head. Well, just totally, you know. Yeah. But I think it's probably like, a, a, it's it's like, I don't know if I believe in a higher power, but it might just be for the best. <laughs> <not to do> <laughs> and then, and then the fucking, 
okay, I drive home, and she was like, well, you know, I'll be home this afternoon. I was like, well, hell, I have to fucking work tonight, so I can't, you know. But then I get on the internet, and I saw that there was like 15 cases of HIV oh, um, no. <laughs> in, in like uh, these sur- surrounding counties, mm-hmm. and that just killed. I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should think about this, and you know, there's all all signs are pointing towards. Well, the first time when I actually went over there and we had like wild, you know, uh, a gorilla sex or a monkey <laughs> sex or whatever. I watched planet of the apes. So anyway, um, her and her husband were separated and the husband lived in the house right beside her. Eee. And I kept thinking, Jesus Christ, this motherfucker is going to kick the door in. It didn't stop me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But the fear was there, you know. She goes, "Oh, you don't have anything to worry about. He's got a girlfriend." Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. So anyway, that's awkward. I yeah, it was it was strange, and that kind of threw everything into you know. But anyway, um, I came. <laughs> this I'm telling if if she would have been there, I would have had a tale to tell. But <laughs> um, something there's, I don't know. You know, do you ever think that there are th- forces that that kind of steer you in directions or not or maybe it's my paranoia maybe it's my mental illness yeah the only for the only force steering me in directions is my poor decision making and lack of talent in pretty much everything i try <laughs> yeah but see that might be like fucking dark side or something <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. we're, we're just uh, oh my god i i um I used to listen to this woman and I think you've seen it when I've been posting on, are you serious? And she was pretty cool and she's very progressive and everything. She goes by the sane progressive. Oh yeah. Yeah. And some of these people though, after this last presidential election on the left have went so far to the left, they're in that crazy Alex Jones, like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory kind of realm and she has went off into that like she said the las vegas shooting thing was a false flag operation they they hired um hundreds of crisis actors crisis management actors there was nobody killed there was no blood it was all bullshit she said that this last one in texas at the church was all bullshit there were no bodies no but and i'm like i don't even know why she does the live um feed thing on mm-hmm. like Facebook and I don't even know why I get on there but it's because I don't it, either. Pisses, it pisses me off and then I get on there and sh- somebody posted something about Alex Jones which I have before and god damn she got these crazy eyes and she started going nuts she goes I'm sick of this fucking Alex Jones bullshit and I'm like man you are losing it Wow, but, but maybe it's true Maybe it's a false flag. Yeah, maybe. See, and, and and God is on our side and thoughts and prayers. But here's what I want to say to you. Thoughts and prayers. Oh, thanks. Now, all I'm def- your problems I'll definitely find work now. Maybe if you would pray. I need to pray more. Pray more. Yeah. <laughs> pray yeah. more than you do right now. <laughs> that wouldn't be hard to do. God damn, this mean bean is fucking... Oh, this is an energy drink. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I've had to. I've had to break out the French press um, for my coffee 
because um, it, it, it doesn't take much to get me paranoid about something sometimes. But my mom emailed me and said, have you by chance ever cleaned your coffee maker? I'm like, yeah, I'm lazy with it. So I decided to do it. It's pretty easy. Just dump some vinegar water through it and um, let, it, let it run a few times. But so I do that. And then when I fill it back up with with um, clean water just to rinse out the vinegar through it, I see this like there's like in the reservoir, there's like a film floating on top of the water. Ugh. And I'm like, was that there all the time? So I ran it through. Did it again? Poured it in, and the film is still there. I'm like, well, fuck, this is ruined. Like, I can't, I, I can't get in this. This I have a really small coffee maker. It's only like five cups, so I can't get my hand in to actually clean it. So I'm just gonna have to throw it away. And I've been using. And the, yeah, you're never gonna get it out of your no. head. That's drinking fucking uh, pond scum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? That it's it's as hot as that coffee is when it comes out into the pot. Yeah, I'd like to think that, but. I don't know. And I also made a thing of, uh, I'm losing my mind also. I made a, I made this whole thing of, um, uh, this like rice and like, uh, it's a box thing, but you microwave it all at once and I put fake, fake meat in it. And I fucking left it in the microwave all night. Like not cooking, but But I discovered it it this morning and I'm like, no, I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about all the bacteria that grew on it over the last 12 and a half hours. See, that's a difference. Like, I fucking would eat it. And people at work are like, I can't believe you ate this or you ate that or whatever. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't bother me. Well, I, I've done that with coffee. Like, I'll put a coffee cup in the microwave to warm it up, and it'll sit in there all night. And I'll come in and I'll be like, ah, fuck it. I'll just nuke it. <laughs> Nobody else but, uses the microwave in 24 hours? Well, I mean, at home. Oh, at home. Okay. I thought and, you meant at work. And I have put like food in there, like rice and stuff like that, and forgot about it. And I'll come in, like, I don't know how many hours, or maybe the next morning. I'll just fucking heat it up and eat it. <laughs> I'll live forever because I have a tolerance to. Uh, you, you've e. built up the, the, uh, the harmful and beneficial bacteria yeah. in your gut. They just but if w- I bite somebody, they'll die. <laughs> it's like. I watched a zombie movie. Speaking of speaking of that, yeah. Speaking um, of movies, I've watched quite a bit. So maybe um, I know you've done your your solo shows, so you don't have a lot. Again, like like last time I uh, was on, um, I've I've watched quite a bit. But I, I've been I've been mixing it up. Like I said, I I, I go on st- I go on streaks. So I'll watch like four or five movies in a day, and then I won't watch anything for a week. Um, Burn herself out. And but I've been trying. I don't know. I'm get, I get I get fucking bored sitting here. I don't do anything literally uh, except you know homework on homework days and fucking you know whatever. But crank one out and go to sleep. Ugh. Lots of napping. Fall asleep, lots of napping. Fall asleep on the couch. Fucking just check the mail. Buy <laughs> shit on eBay. Sell shit on eBay to support that. No um, exercising. No, I haven't done anything. I'm fucking just. I'm 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 falling apart. But, Buy a cheap bicycle. Well, I have, I have, I bought a little, I did buy a little, um, uh, exercise bike and I've, and <laughs> I got out of the hat. I got, I, I was riding it for a while, but then I stopped because all the shit I started selling on eBay, I emptied out this closet basically. And the p- only place I really had to pilot was in the area where that thing lives. <laughs> did so, you get rid of any Kaiju stuff? Or I did. Like I got that? rid of a lot of that. And mm. it was, it was, 
it's something I've been putting off. Like I had a bad, bad habit of buying Japanese toys uh, that got me into some financial woes a few years ago. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> those things are not cheap. Um, and I don't. I've uh, since live since moving out of my house. I don't really have a place to put them other than store them. Right. So I've been carrying them around, and they're kind of like this, like this guilt. You know, it's like yeah. I know where they came from. I, I'm not in financial problems now. I mean, outside of not working, but you know, I'm not in debt or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but the only reason I was not getting rid of them, one, I didn't want to look at them because they stressed me out, and two, it was like I hate I hate doing eBay. Yeah. Um. But finally, I just you know I was like, fuck it. I'm like you know I wake up at. <laughs> Nine in the morning, I sit here all day. I go to bed at nine at nine thirty, and then do it all over again. So I was like, eh, "Why don't well, I throw some stuff?" So I didn't overwhelm do you, myself. Do you set a minimum like minimum bid? No, I didn't, and and I think that helped because I was so worried about oh, how much are these worth and all this stuff. And I just said, "Fuck it," you know. I, they're they're I've spent the money. The money's done. It's 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 been fixed. You know, it's right. it's. But anything you get back, anything you get back is that's what I was talking the other day about the digital comics. I I started buying some digital comics because I I am like obsessed with the the new Suicide Squad one. Mm-hmm. And instead of having to wait for it to come in the mail, if I get it through things of another world or something like that, the new issues I just got on the DC, uh, you know, Comicsology or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It, it goes it goes through Apple. So I got the two new issues, and I was like, fuck yeah, man, I didn't have to wait. I can just sit here and read it. But then I started thinking after the fact, okay, I have nothing. It costs the exact same price, if not more, because when you get the hard copy through whoever you're buying it through, they usually give you a discount off the cover yeah. price. So if it's $2.99, it'll be $2.69, which, you know, it's not a big deal. But if you get a if you get a, a haul, like you get a bunch of them, it can add up. If I get the digital ones, then even if you know i read it it costs the same but i don't have it like right now i could take my comics and start selling them on ebay mm-hmm. uh and you know hell i could just have sell them by a like a box and say okay instead of one at a time just say hey i've got this box yeah. here's the ones you know and set a minimum bid or whatever that was how i did it from for the most part was selling in little lots there was a few things i knew that would be a little more valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there were things that I had tried to, because with this, with these toys, particularly there's not the, the, it's not like a, the comic book fan base mm-hmm. uh, that has its fans, but it's a, it's a lot more niche and right. like the message boards and stuff are usually where the business goes down and it's a different, it's a, it's a closer knit community, but I haven't been part of that in so long. And I had, I had when I was when I moved originally out of the house, I tried to sell them on message board stuff, and never I couldn't get rid of a lot of it. And I still had pieces of tape on the feet of some of them where I had marked down what I had asked for it. Mm-hmm. So with the ones like that where I knew they hadn't sold, I was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just put like five together at once. Right. And if I sell it for. 30 40 bucks and whatever i probably paid more years ago but it's like i've, I've got to do it so I, I got down i got rid of so much that it was just like a, a relief and i was able to you know buy some smaller entertainment type stuff I, i've been yeah i've been like i said with the streaky movie watching i've been playing a lot of uh 
old video games, um, Nintendo and stuff like that. But I bought a I bought an old Atari, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Um, this I, I, I found one online. The guy had like cleaned it and replaced all the capacitors and all this stuff. Like basically refurbished it, so it's as good. Everything as plays fine. Yeah. I That's bought cool. a, I, I bought a, uh, and then I bought this like Japanese one. I don't know if you remember the Turbo Graphics. Mm. Um, it was a system that came out kind of after Nintendo, but before, it, before like the Genesis and Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and it never caught on big here. But in Japan, it was huge, and I bought a Japanese like Turbo Graphics system. It's called PC Engine over there, and so I've been playing a shitload of old games. There's ways to play it. They have these, uh, this there's these people that make these things called flash carts basically it, it's a cartridge that, that or, or that would fit in the old systems but the cartridge accepts an sd card oh so you can load up hundreds of old games and just play off of one cartridge instead of trying to track down because retro yeah. gaming has gotten so ridiculous uh, as far as collecting goes the last few years because when i started play when i started buying nintendo stuff again I don't know, early 2000s, maybe 2003 or so. I was buying games. I mean, you could go to a, there was local stores that sold them. I could buy a handful of them for five bucks. Yeah. And, and then now it's, and now it's like even to... the cheap ones are $10. Yeah. And for these, like for that, the PC engine one, man, those fucking games. I mean, there's ones that hundred, $200 just for, I'm like, you know, whatever. And it's not, it's not even going to the publisher anymore. It's going to somebody's, you know, huh. but, um, you so, should be making millions of dollars. Now. Yeah, well, I've been playing games and and cleaning out, and just kind of like organizing and. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, movies. Sorry, uh, I would go well, on just off on a just selling that stuff on eBay can become like a it can become like a fucking job. Yeah, and I, I've 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 considered that. I, I saw I read this article about this guy that basically uh, he made a business out of he he would go to Target and Walmart and stuff and buy clearance stuff and then sell it on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I knew a guy. <clears throat> that I worked with and he would go to like, um, um, well, I mean around here it was called Gabriel brothers, but they, they were like, it was like a second hand place mm-hmm. or not second, but you know, it was new stuff, but it was, some of it was either damaged or where they want. I used to go buy like uh, college football and NFL and shirt, t-shirts and stuff like that. And say that thing cost 20 bucks online uh, you know, once they wanted to get rid of them, you had to, when you went in, you had to look to make sure it didn't have any holes in it or yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. that it was silk screened the right way. But, um, fuck, they'd be like for like three bucks, two ninety nine or something. He would go buy women's purses, clothes, shoes, all that stuff and buy them for like a couple of bucks. And then he would just put them and anything over what he paid was profit. Yeah. But it's a job. You have to go to the post office. You have to make, and that's what I said. My one ex-girlfriend was doing that, and she got lazy, and the people were sending the money, and she wasn't sending the shit out, and the fucking state uh, police showed up on the front I think door. you told me, told yeah. me that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's... eBay you know, has, it, I'll tell you, eBay has made it a lot easier um, to ship things um, because they've tied, mainly because they've they've tied the, the, the shipping into... The like you can literally just click a button and print a label, and mm-hmm. it it just takes cool. off of your your PayPal that's connected. Oh, that's and great. The international has gotten a ton easier because it used to be 
if I sold something to somebody in Australia, it was a fucking like I had to figure out the weight and and yeah. all the stuff. And now I still do that, but they have this this global shipping thing now on eBay where all I have to do is pay to ship it to Kentucky. And there's some yeah. there's some warehouse there that eBay manages and whoever bids in Australia, they see their own shipping cost. Okay. So cool. I don't even know what it is because somebody wrote me from France or something and saying, Hey, I just bought this. And is there any way you can make this claim on, uh, which is probably fraud, but he said, is there any way you can make this claim on the, on the, on the, the customs form? So the, the, the cost isn't so high. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, no, because I don't really do it. I had to explain to him. I was like, all I see is the cost to ship to here. Like right. I, I don't I don't do a customs forms or anything anymore, which was a huge pain in the ass, which made it a lot easier to sell because there's a lot of people from like Hong Kong and stuff that bid on this stuff that I saw. Yeah. Um. And I at first I was hesitant because I didn't I didn't know what the global shipping program was, so the first couple rounds of auctions I put up I didn't I didn't put uh, international shipping as an option, which I probably should have because now. Mm-hmm the first round of stuff, the first couple rounds of stuff, I had some expensive shit that went, I was like, yeah. God, man, if people from overseas bid on it, they're willing to, I probably could have made even more, but oh well. And it's, I look at it like this, it went, especially with stuff that you already have, you, you might not get, you might get half of what you paid for it or less. But it was, you know? it was sitting there otherwise. It's just sitting there. You're, you're just look at it as, you know, you're regrouping some of the money. Yeah. And, you know, so I mean, I need, I've, I've said this a million times. I've got all those DVDs and all those VHS tapes and shit like that. And I never get them out. I never fucking break no. them out to watch them anymore. Everything's digital. It's so easy to, especially like with Netflix now. I'm really, can, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They have that, you know, Netflix where you can just download shit on there and yeah. watch it. So, you know. I, I've got, I, that's my next thing. It's like, I've got this, I've got these boxes uh, and I, you, everybody may remember if you've listened to the show a long time, when I moved out of the house, another thing I did was throw away every DVD case I own for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got all these loose discs now. And ever since then, I still haven't touched the movies. I don't think I've watched a single disc in over a year. When I boxed all mine up and put them in the basement in those, um, in those big Rubbermaid things, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't put them in there in any order or anything, and I just don't get them out. You know, they're just taking up space. Now I don't know what to do with them because I can't, I can't, obvi- and I honestly, you can't even sell DVDs for much now anyway. But yeah, like, I mean, it's going out. It's just the, now all I have is discs. So it's like, should I give these away? Like, I don't even know what to do with them at this point. I can just take them to Goodwill and fucking write them off. <laughs> maybe I will. I mean, maybe, so, maybe, uh, I don't know. Do you want you want them all, you want a lot of do, loose DVDs? Maybe I'll send you a shipment. Send them to <laughs> me, man. <laughs> I'll take I'll take them all. Uh, so, uh, did we watch movies? We watched movies. Um, I watched a lot. So we could do like I, like the last time I was on, uh, kind of flip and back and forth. Um, and I'll okay. I'll try to pull some some highlights um, if I remember all the shit that I watched. Um, but you go ahead. You can. I'll let you start off while I kind of look at my list here. And okay. Well, I did not watch a lot at all. Um, I watched a uh, 2017 movie on. Uh, it's a Netflix original called Gerald's Game, 
and it was written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, and uh, apparently this was based on a novel because my friend Diane uh, told me that she had read it and wanted to know what I thought about this movie. Okay, I have never heard – I didn't know anything about there being a book. I uh, didn't know anything about it other than Carla Gigino on the cover is handcuffed to a bed, and apparently her lava – uh, is going to going to bang her and fucking <laughs> dies. So she's out in the middle of nowhere, handcuffed. Oh. To the and um, it was not what I expected it to be. Um, the only reason I watched it is, first of all, it was a free download on mm-hmm. Netflix. And second of all, it's got Carla Gugino in a sexually compromising position. So I thought, <laughs> well, this might have some, you know, uh, jug. There was a group on... Uh, on Facebook and it was a Carla Gugino uh, appreciation group. Mm-hmm. And it was called like Carla jugs Gino. <laughs> and this guy even put up a thing. How he goes, creative. yeah, he wanted to um, uh, take a poll who wanted to change the name of the group. If people were offended by it, <laughs> I was like, hey, I ain't offended. <laughs> I I've gotten into some of these groups. I was on this one, uh, like several, groups that are just for specific actresses that are hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, then once you get into these groups, it, it'll like, even like with the hockey, if I'm in like a flyers group or another group, a little thing will come up and say other groups you might be interested in. And so I was in this one, uh, like a couple of different ones for like good looking women. And these ones came up the other day on Facebook as like pantyhose and shit like that. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's just like models and stuff in pantyhose. And I don't really find I, like, um, what do you call it? Like uh, uh, thigh highs with like garters and stuff mm-hmm. like that, a garter belt. Uh, I think that's hot, but like pantyhose, eh, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, anyway, the, like the kind that go all the way up to the waist? Yeah. Like uh, the old, like old women's, like like kind that r- actual real women wear. You know, they all don't wear like the uh, <laughs> sexy lingerie with the six-inch stilettos, thigh highs with a garter belt and a thong or something like that. You know, that's what uh, I wear. <laughs> yes, these these are the kind that Joe Namath wore uh, to keep his <laughs> leg warm in, in cold winter games. But so this was not what I expected. Um, it was pretty good. It's like I said, it's worth worth a watch, it, but it's not something that I'm going to revisit. It, mm-hmm. it goes a lot deeper into some things that, and like I said, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it, hell, for all I knew, it was going to be like a uh, uh, a fucking um, like a lighthearted comedy, but it is definitely not. And there was one scene in this that just made me just go, oh my fucking god, oh. <laughs> So, um, like I said, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, it's it's worth taking a look at. And you get to see Jugs Gino. It's a very small cast, and um, the guy that plays uh, I haven't that seen played her forever, uh, man. I used to think she was so hot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I, she still is. Yeah, I haven't seen She's her. She's like those milfish, milfy kind of people. But the guy that played um, um, Captain Pike on the Star Trek movies uh bruce greenwood is like uh one of the main the main people like i said there's only just a handful of people in the whole thing mm-hmm. it seemed like it could have been a play you know so but what you got the uh well i'll do a netflix one since uh you got my mind on it the um this is a netflix original um i don't feel at home in this world anymore mm. um this is directed by macon blair who i've not heard of it's got it stars 
Melanie, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Linsky. And um, it has, oh, um, Elijah Wood in it. And it's about a woman who, I, I can't remember if she's a nurse, but she um, she comes home and like she doesn't live in a very nice place. I think this place, I think this takes place in Portland, but um, they, she comes home and her kind of, I mean, she doesn't live in a great house or anything. She's real depressed, but she comes home and her house has been burglarized, laptop stolen and some other stuff. And, you know, it, this kind of like, that's the, that kind of like starts the story. And it, I really like the way this started. Um, it's an interesting movie, but it gets a little too big. Like she meets this guy, uh, Elijah Wood plays named Tony. He's got a mullet and fucking does karate in his backyard and stuff. He's pretty funny in it. Um, it's a funny movie. Um, but the story kind of loses, it gets a little too big and almost, is it a comedy? It's a comedy, yeah, and it doesn't start off that way. It, it, like it starts off maybe dark comedy feel, mm-hmm. but it 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 gets a little silly, not like slapstick, but the story gets uh, uh, bigger than it seems like it's going to, as far as like what she gets involved in, and um, yeah, it's it was it's worth a watch. I thought it was a solid movie. It's probably like you know six seven range for me. Um, I, uh, but if it, I wish it, I wish it stayed more kind of low key and somber like it started off because I like the way it started definitely, um, and and more quirky. I mean, it's definitely quirky throughout, but but it's worth Funny. a watch. I mean, it's it's a little short movie, so. Elijah Wood has been making, like, uh, like that one with him and Nicolas Cage where they were, weren't they cops and they were robbing someplace? He's been making some kind of quirky, quirky yeah. shite like that. But Netflix is just cranking out fucking movies left oh, and right now. And it, it's. They I said have, their goal was to do like make like eighty-seven movies or something like that a year. That's crazy. I have hardly. It's funny. I've hardly even watched Netflix lately. Um, I know. I, I, I've stuck. I mainly never. To, well, for the longest time, I thought, why am I paying for this? I never watch it. Then when they started doing the free download thing, like I said, I, I download the shit to my iPad, That's and cool. I watch stuff all the time now. Um, I don't know if you remember, um, Melanie Linsky was the one, she played kind of the, she was in that, um, what was the name of that show? I always forget it. Now, oh, fuck. <laughs> Melanie Linsky. She was in Up in the Air with Kloon. I don't know what I was thinking of that she was in. But, no, she's... Oh, she was in Two and a Half Men. Was that the show she was in? I have watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in that. She was the neighbor that was obsessed with Charlie Sheen. Um, Oh, God. She might might want to rethink that one. (laughs) Speaking of uh, 15 cases of HIV and probably... Jesus. Who knows of genital warts? And... I should watch Up in the Air again, but um, she she does a good job in it. I thought she's um, but you know, like I said, I, I wish I wish it, I wish it kept the tone that it started with through the whole movie. Oh God, she was in Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Ooh, and Coyote Ugly. Ugh. <laughs> Guilt by association. Ugh. Two of my fucking most hated movies of all time. Nice. Oh, I. Ugh. 
these girls at work fucking would watch that Sweet Home Alabama fucking Bama every day of the week if they could. Ew. Josh Lucas. Oh my God, he's so sexy. And that goddamn Reese Witherspoon. Ooh. Wanted to Buford pusser her in the fucking face with her those nostrils and that fucking pointy chin. She could be the, the female with the two choker. by four or what? When you say Buford presser. Uh, well, I don't want to have violence against women, so I'd probably just have to use my big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's All right let's move on. This is disgusting. <laughs> um, I watched uh, 2014's God's Pocket. Uh, directed by John Slattery, written by, oh, this was a novel, oh, by Peter Dexter, uh, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, big-boobied Christina Hendricks, and um, what's his name, John Turturro. And then the guy that played um, Banshee in that one X-Men movie is in it, and he's got, like, uh, red hair and real red lips. (laughs) Kind of like, um, oh, who was the guy... That was in. Um, oh, it, he was in the remake of the the movie where the two guys show up at the people's house and they're like pretending to be rich kids and they have golf clubs and stuff and then they torture the people. Oh, oh, um, Michael. He was in the. Um, uh, what the fuck's the movie? The show with Steve Buscemi where he played Nucky. Uh, Empire. Michael. I, it's, 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 uh, the, as soon as you said Michael, the only name I could think Pitt. of is Michael Sarah, and that's not Mike it. Pitt. Pitt. Yes, yes, because I always, and I don't know why I can't remember that, because I always make the joke when I go to get my haircut. I'm tell, I tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to tell the lady to make me look like Michael Pitt. And when she's done laughing, I was like, no, just the hair, <laughs> you know. Well, the only, and the only reason we just, I mean, like I spent like, we spent probably just like a minute there, maybe two minutes trying to think of Michael Pitt. He has nothing to do with this movie other than the fact that he has really red lips too. Like the, <laughs> he does, he does have some juicy lips. Really red. Like root like Ruby, like some guys have red lips, like a, um, like the, a woman that has, um, like red lipstick on their lips now the thing about this is that christina Hendricks. okay i have been watching mad men i've been marathoning it Mm -hmm. i'm on like season three and she has a distinctive definite big booby look in that movie with really tight fucking skirts and stuff and it's very attractive but then like when i saw her in drive I was not as attractive, and and also well, that's because they uh, put shitty makeup and jogging pants on her in that movie. Yeah, and in and Happen Leonard too. She doesn't look good in um, like really tight pants because it it makes her like when she has a skirt on and she's in that fifties kind of early sixties kind of uh, gear with her hair up and everything. There's just something about it that fits her body type but like when she was in happen leonard and most mostly in drive she i don't know how to put this she (laughs) looks like she has really tiny little feet but then she's really big (laughs) like i mean i'm not saying i mean everybody's you know whatever but it makes her feet look too small i think her feet are too small for her for her frame (laughs) she needs to have small or like bigger feet foot implants well, and then, <laughs> yeah, they can do everything else. But in this one, um, 
she is kind of playing okay it takes place where in the hell is god's pocket is that like uh uh boston i I think maybe boston um it's like a blue collar kind of crappy neighborhood and the whole thing is about them growing up there although i see that uh, this movie has when i google it i see that this movie has a 38 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. Well, I mean, not growing up there, but the, everybody that's there, it's about the neighborhood. And, you know, eh, we this is our neighborhood. But um, she's supposed to they take her and she's supposed to look like a normal average kind of person that lives there. And she has long, dark hair. And it just takes away from like she looks at the fucking red hair and the big red lips and the huge fucking hooters and those little tiny little feet. <laughs> South Philadelphia is where a devil. Yeah. Devil's Phillips, pocket is. Yeah. 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 Well, was, you know, like, blah. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman looks like he's on his last leg, which is sad because he probably was. Ugh. He's got a big old belly and, there so was this, well, what was that one movie with him and um, where it was him and um, the chick that played the stripper in The Wrestler? Uh, bef- that was in My Cousin Vinny. Is that you the know? Book before The Devil Knows You're Dead? Or yes, that one. There was something about Philip Seymour Hoffman toward the end of his life where as gross as he was physically, sweaty, mm. big old gut and everything, he would have to have a scene where he's fucking some woman. Oh, man, I I watched that movie with my ex-mother-in-law, and she's very quiet and goes to church Ugh. and everything, and it was that movie opens with him watching himself bang Marissa Tomei in a Marissa mirror. Marissa Tomei, that's who I was yeah. thinking of. And well, I was that? just like... Make don't make eye contact. Just keep staring yes. forward. Act like nothing's happening. <laughs> and and it's almost like a, like Steven Seagal, where I said, you know, when he makes a movie, I think he puts it in his contract. I'll take less money if you put me in a scene with like a a a, a nineteen year old, or they could be a fifteen year old, depending on if they were making it in Russia or the Philippines, and I get to have sex with them. Well, nobody wants to see your grossness. Marissa Tomei looks fucking great for her age and everything. She still does. Uh, but, and it's the same thing with Philip Seymour Hoffman and this with uh, Christina Hend- Hendricks. Um, you know, he's big, big old gross, you know, but I guess it makes it look, there's realism to it, I guess. But this one, I've seen it before. And the first time I saw it, I didn't think it was that good. Now, this time, I kind of actually enjoyed it because it does have some funny fucking shit in it. And it's got like, a, you remember when they said like Harley Race when he got in a fight would stick his thumb in somebody's eye? <laughs> They have a Harley race moment in this and it was hilarious. Um, but it's kind of like a, 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 a gritty sort of dark comedy. Um, but that one guy, his lips are way too red. <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend it or not. I would give it uh, it's worth a watch. Have you not, have you not seen this? No, one? no. It's worth a watch. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like Hoffman. So. Especially since you know, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman's always great, or was. Forty-six <laughs> years old, man. He's been dead for over three, almost four years. What year did he die? Was this his last movie? Yeah, this might have been his last. No, the last one was the spy movie, I think, with uh, the Jean Lacaré spy movie, where he was the Ger- the German uh, kind of spy guy trying to see if the uh... oh goddamn my train of thought like they uh, the uh arabic guy they were like wondering if he was actually a uh 
um, a terrorist or not. I, can't I don't think I've seen that either. It was it was good. It's very com- you wouldn't like it because you hate those kind of spy movies. The real- <laughs> I just I'm too dumb to follow them usually, uh, unless it's like Mission Impossible. I can follow those. No, it was not like Mission Impossible. <laughs> um, let's see. I watched the Boys from Brazil a while back. Mm. Um, Franklin Schaefer, written by Ira Levin. Well, he did the novel. Um, this stars Gregory Peck and Lawrence Olivier. Greg Peck. And um, who? Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, he was almost unrecognizable. I was getting ready to say Gutenberg was in it, kind of. And uh, he was he, notorious in this because during his uh, one scene, apparently he blinks. When really? He's supposed to be not blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. Um, this is um, about. Let's see. Uh, Lawrence Olivier lives in, I think, I think it was Poland, but he's a Nazi hunter. And I don't know what got me started wanting to find movies about Nazi hunters. I'm, this is back in August. I watched this, and there was it's something. because Trump's president. Maybe. Um, you know what? I think I heard maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger say something. I feel like I'm, I'm associating the two. About fucking Simon v. Oh, that's what it was. Searching for my father. Schwarzenegger had a. There was like a little video clip. I like the video clips he releases now, and he's got a new movie out that I'm going to see. Basically, by uh, by the way, um, was that the one where he plays all the good people are coming to try and kill him, and he's the great assassin? Or yeah, something? I think so. The, it's it's it looks pretty. I thought bad. it looked kind of funny, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I think he was he was honoring a Nazi, a former Nazi hunter, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of made me look up, but that's why I watched this. So, so Lawrence Olivia, and, and this is like two classic mid-century actors, obviously at the ends of their careers. Lawrence Olivier, I think is based in Poland and he's an older guy, but he, um, he's not doing the hunting himself. He's kind of, um, He's kind of like Simon Wiesenthal. He's hiring people to kind of do the work. Like, say, yeah, cl- he's an information gatherer and organizer. Well, he's not all that organized because their fucking house is falling apart. And, <laughs> um, but, and and Gutenberg is a guy. He's in Brazil, and calls calls up uh, a Lawrence Olivier's character and basically says, "I found Mengele. Doctor Ma- Joseph Mengele is here, and that's who Gregory Peck plays." So that kind of starts the whole thing. And then Lawrence Olivier is like, oh, you know, this is a big one. Um, so he kind of makes the trip himself to kind of figure this out. This almost has <laughs> a, uh, a kind of an exploitation movie uh, uh, plot to it. Uh, I, I, you know, it's these two classic actors and then um, the actual like... Hitler's brain in a jar. Yeah, the, sci- the, the it's sense. almost like science fiction. Um well, that's what I was just going to ask you if you if you thought this was actually a kind of a it could be a science fiction movie, but yeah. now well, with yeah. the things they can do today. Uh, but it, I thought this was a, this was nominated for three Oscars, really. It's nominated for best actor, best film editing, and best music. <laughs> um, there's a there's a fight in it that I thought was awesome. Ugh, uh, brutal. It's this is a really cool movie. Uh, my biggest beef with it, and I don't know the the the, the name the guy's name, but the the kid actor 
that plays he uh, with the blue eyes. Yeah, he was a little creep. <laughs> he's a creep, and he's not a good actor. And he like that was the that was the thing that would take me out of it. It was whenever he would show up on screen, I was like, this fucking guy, is, this little kid is annoying. Um, I wonder if that, I wonder. I, I, I've I've always thought that too, but uh, especially the. Well, I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, I mean, yeah. He, go into this one cold. I didn't know what to expect with this. It's not. I would have enjoyed it fine if it was a if it, if it was a kind of a more straightforward plot, but the whole like, the whole scheme to resurrect the Third Reich was it was pretty cool. It was kind of silly, but especially since like they're actually trying to do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this would you a, would this you punch a Nazi cool. in the face? I no, I would. I wouldn't punch no. anybody. I mean, if I if I was if I was under you know, physical threat, but I, I, there's, I don't think there was any, anybody I would just punch. Would you belly buck him? <laughs> I'd take my thumb and pull his eyeball out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would punch him in the face. I'd knock him to the ground and like fucking try and pluck his eyeball out <laughs> like Bill Watts and then fucking swallow it. Yeah. I, I, if I've, the only fights I've ever been in are with people oh, I was friends with already. <laughs> So, what you say in the in the GGCMC admin group? <laughs> um, but what? but I don't. Uh, I, I can't. I, you know, I, I'm I'm a weakling. If I ever if I was ever in a fight with a with a stranger, I wouldn't be the the fisticuff style. I'd be the grab on and scratch and fucking bite them and stuff. <laughs> so Just fucking spit fucking mean bean all over my shirt. <laughs> That wasn't even that fun. I can't believe that you still hold grudges. Eh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are, we are. All right, what you got? Well, what'd you think of Gregory Peck, man? With that fucking, they made him look really pasty white. Oh, and then his that hair was like shoe mustache. polish black and his mustache, yeah. There is a clip uh, uh, on, uh, it's an old Phil Donahue show clip, and they had, um, Rolf Mengele, uh, they interviewed him on there, and he is the son of Dr. Joseph Mengele. Yeah. Well, he had only met him like a couple of times in his life, and they always said that he was Uncle Fritz. So he was meeting his dad, but they thought he, they uh. told him this is Uncle Fritz because they lived in Germany, and Mengele, I think, went back there one time. Uh, and that's when he met him. And then did he really me. go to South Amer- South America? Where? Yes. Is he? Okay. Yes, he was. That's where he he lived there forever, and he died there. And they went there, and like I said, he said I only knew him as you know. But under German law, they uh, if you are related to somebody, of course, mm-hmm. this guy's a monster, and he's wanted all over the world and everything. You you cannot be compelled, like even the even if he knew that was his dad. And that it was Dr. Mengele, he couldn't be compelled uh, to tell where he was, or it couldn't be held against him if wow. he knew where he was and didn't tell. So you know, but it's it's an interesting interview because it's like, God, can you imagine being in that guy's shoes? Yeah. I mean, I think my dad is a fucking ogre, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not, he's not Dr. Mengele. No. Um, I watched. Uh, this is just something that I threw up there because there was there actually was a movie made about it uh, with Michael Shannon called uh, The Ice Man from 2012. But I got oh, on I YouTube. That. 
I watched the uh, actual uh, Iceman Chronicles. Iceman. It was made for HBO, mm. where they did an inter. They did. There was two shows where they actually interviewed Richard Kuklinski, the the guy that was the the subject of uh, the movie Iceman with Michael Shannon, and um, the the one he's being um, interviewed by a psychiatrist. And um, there's one part in this where the psychiatrist asks him something like, and he's going along with it. He's saying, you know, I want to know why I am the way I, why I am the way I am. And it kind of reminded me of um, that um, Mind Hunters TV show on Netflix about where they go and interview all the. It's it's about the FBI behavioral science thing, mm-hmm. where they go and interview all the. Um, uh, known serial killers which is a really good show the guy that plays that fucking edmund kemper i was looking at him today and i thought if they ever made a movie about alex karras because um, he had a book called even big guys cry which was kind of a he always had a funny sense of humor and the book the the book was about him from when he was a little kid the first time he played high in high school football and he i can't remember if he he went to some teacher he was always bigger than um all the other kids and he ended up fucking this teacher this mm-hmm. woman teacher and uh, apparently he went over to her house and she made him this great big meal of spaghetti and meatballs and he just stuffed himself eating that and then he had to play a game that night and he got all nervous <laughs> and he ran i think he picked up a fumble or something and ran it down the field and to the end zone and he fucking was shitting his pants like literally shitting his pants the whole way running down the field. He was so embarrassing because when I got to the end zone, I just kept running and ran it like all the way into the, into the locker room. Cause I had just shit running down my legs. Um, but this, that, that uh, Iceman Chronicles or whatever is pretty good. The, the one with Michael Shannon, when I first watched it, I thought, I didn't know if I liked it. Cause I, I thought, uh, you know, Kuklinski was supposed to be like six foot, six or some six foot six six foot seven 330 pounds he's supposed to be this great big guy and i thought well michael shannon did a good job but he's not that big but then when i watched this they showed pictures of him when he was younger and he was before he got really big and you know heavy he did look like him he was a lot a lot thinner and a lot skinnier so i want to i do want to go back and watch the the ice man with uh i remember it being okay and I just remember in this one, Chris Evans was in it, and he's so weird looking that there's no way that he could be Cap. <laughs> Cap rules. He does rule. I like. I like. Uh, I like his uh, real life. <laughs> well, his politics are pretty pretty yeah. good. But I, I, honest to God, they couldn't have picked a better person. His it's Cap it's Miller okay. time shirt that he had on that time. That was pretty cool. I don't even. I don't follow the politics, so I'm oh, not okay. sure. Which um, I finally watched, uh, maybe this was related to the pawnbroker. I must've been watching like Nazi themed stuff or, or like Rod Steiger. I watched the pawnbroker and I forgot about that one. Um, so I'll go ahead and talk about that one. There was another one I was getting ready to say, but I just went, I just saw that name. Um, the pawnbroker from 1964, um, I don't know what made me go on this little. I'm looking at my. I watched Life is Beautiful. When did it, I want to, I must have been in a certain mood here. That's weird. I don't remember why. I watched all these. 
I wrote down Flash Gordon twice. I only watched it once. Um, the The Pawnbroker, 1964. Uh, this is a Sidney Lumet movie. Um, yes. Rod Steiger and some other people I didn't recognize. Um, so Steiger plays a, a, a Jewish pawnbroker who is a Holocaust survivor. And he's the only survivor of his immediate family. He lost his wife, I think. His Did he lose any kids? I can't remember. Um, but he has, uh, he now lives in, I guess it's New York. I think, I can't remember if they say that or not. I think um, so, yeah. And um, they, uh, I love seeing uh, movies like this where it's like, a manly actor doing like this kind of broken character. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not, you know, this is not a, uh, a, what's the movie heat that one dark of the sun or something. The, the, the kind of mercenary movie he was in. Was that that? Was that what that, that one was, was called? Rod Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Steiger. I'm trying to think of what else, what, I, what I would be thinking of then. Um, but he is, um, He's very quiet and seems very annoyed by every customer that comes in. He's kind of a jerk. He is kind of a jerk. And he, he's got this relationship with his like best friend's uh, widow. And it's kind of him dealing with still, he's got this, uh, there's a count, there's a thing with a calendar in it that I won't really go into. Um, But he's got this younger, Hispanic gentleman that works for him that's very uh, like gregarious. He's outgoing. He wants to learn everything, and and Steiger doesn't want. You know, he's he's seems annoyed by him. And these people come in with all these stories. You know, it's obvious they want drugs or whatever, and they're like, "This radio, this radio, is, it's got to be worth five bucks." And he's like, two dollars." You know, and he's he's um, so it's kind of like him dealing with this count, this date that's coming up. Um, so he's extra, uh, honorary and this kind of like several people kind of breaking his shell. Uh, this is a really, this is a, this is a pretty, pretty terrific movie. I thought, um, did he get an Oscar for that one? Uh, it was nominated for, he was on, he was nominated. Hmm. Um, definitely worth a watch. Um, it feels very sixties, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, but uh, Sidney Lumet movies, I, I, I he usually does all right by me. Um, oh, he did the Before the Devil Knows You Dead. Speaking that was of. his last movie, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, this one is one of those ones that um, <clears throat> they had a scene in the movie. Um, was it the Believer with Ryan Gosling, where he plays the Jewish guy that's a skinhead? neo-nazi and he he is um him and these other like skinheads are in this um they 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 purposefully go into a jewish like delicatessen or restaurant Mm -hmm. and they're in there just acting like assholes they're saying you know uh can we have uh eggs and chicken or whatever because whatever the uh the kosher stuff says you can't eat this you can't eat that so they're ordering all this stuff that they know that they don't serve trying to start an argument with these waiter in this Jewish restaurant and they go to, I can't remember. They actually go to a, like some kind of a Holocaust, uh, 
thing. May I can't, I, I'm just going from memory if it was something like a court order thing or something where they said, okay, you get, you dumb fucks or want to be these skinheads, you like Nazis and everything. So part of your thing is you have to go to this Jewish uh, thing and where they have these uh, survivors from the Holocaust and these people are talking. And Ryan Gosling is like, you know, the guy tells a story about how uh, when he was in the concentration camp, they were going to shoot his, uh, they told him that, um, if you don't do this, we're going to kill you, kill your wife or kill your little kid right in front of you or something like that. And Ryan Gosling is like, you know, well, you know, I wouldn't fucking do that. If, if it was me, I would have fucking uh, tried something. You didn't do anything. I would have grabbed the tried to grab the guy's rifle and smash his head in and just to protect my family, you didn't do shit. And it kind of reminds me of like in the pawnbroker where the, the, the feeling of some of the scenes where they did flashbacks mm -hmm. where, cause the guy tells Ryan Gosling, he goes, you don't know what you would do. He goes, you're sitting here right now in the freest country in the fucking world. You're big and tough. You got, you know, you think you're going to, you're a bully. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. He goes, I was fucking there. And he goes, you don't know what you would have fucking done in the same circumstances. And in the flashbacks in the pawnbroker, one of the things that I remember is that like being, broken down to the point of hopelessness yeah. that even though you are a like you know a man and you have that macho you have that testosterone and everything in you it's almost like a dog that has been has been beaten down so much that no matter what there's nothing you're you are totally fucking helpless they could be raping your daughter right in front of you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do. No. And, I, and it just makes you. It just made me fucking. I mean, it's. Like, I feel like uh, I remember the soul the, crushing. Yeah, the sound editing during that, like a lot of it would be, you'd see the flashbacks, but there would be no audio with it. You'd yeah. still, you'd still hear like the car noises or whatever, like the where he was sitting there almost thinking about like it. Almost like a, almost like a, an old, like a PTSD, yeah, like dream state or something. And uh, that's the same with that uh, that movie Come and See, where that's where fun some... okay. That's funny that you mentioned that because that was the movie I was going to talk about <laughs> was Come and See. I can go ahead and talk about this too because, like I said, I have sure, a lot. Go ahead. Um, yeah, that was that the... was another. There are there are certain movies that I I I I like when I describe them as is something a, a, a movie that's just soul crushing because it puts you in that 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 um, circumstance and you're like. Oh my God. I mean, it yeah. would just be. There's some so awful, awful stuff in this movie. And this is. So, Come and See is a, a World War II movie that. I love World War II movies. And for whatever reason, just never seen this one. Fucking is 30 years old and I still hadn't seen it. Um, but this was not what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know because I go into a lot of movies cold, as everybody may know. Um, and I, I didn't know. Uh, you know, World War II movies have. There's a formula that goes with a lot of them. And this one is the opposite of that. This one is almost like a World War II experience. It's not, I guess the kid is a soldier, but the, the army's very ragtag. It's very pieced together. And it's just like, you know, the Soviet are the, well, they're not, were they Soviet? Yeah. They, yeah. they were Soviets then. They, uh, it wasn't like, you know, enlist today. It was, find a dirty gun buried on the beach from a dead guy. And uh, then the army's going to come through and there you go. You're drafted. You know, um, are you, are you able to, are you able to carry a gun? Are, are you, are you decently healthy? Okay. You're, you're now in the army. 
Yeah, it was almost like a matter of survival because they were just going through like scorched earth and killing everybody. And it's like, whether you're a woman, you're a kid. Uh, that's why when they say in the American military about women serving or whatever, mm -hmm. you think about like Stalingrad, Leningrad and these places where you don't have a fucking choice. You, you're you're fighting for fucking survival yeah. and anybody that can carry a gun, you know, and this you, is you the, have to. The main the main character of this is a, is a, is a kid. I mean, he's probably what, 13, <sighs> 14 years old. Think about what we went through when we were fourteen, oh, as know. compared to this, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought life was so <sighs> was was uh, was so shitty getting uh, getting turned down <laughs> to, for the school dance or whatever, and you know, this kid's fucking like walking through swamps and watching like find that this movie's like a fever dream. Mm. Um, there's times where you're not sure, like, I mean, it's the way it's filmed. It's like the, the, the sound effects and everything like that. And it almost, it's nightmarish. And there's times where it's kind of confusing of what is maybe reality. Um, but because it's so, but I mean, then there's the, the shockingly real moments. Um, <sighs> the one I'm thinking of is the, the, the part with the barn it was fucking yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like this. Um, I don't know what to compare it to. Maybe, maybe it can have like a um, like an apocalypse now feel, where it's like the farther it goes along, like it's like he's kind of losing his his mind in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but humanity, yeah, yeah. And he, you know. He doesn't have. I mean, he doesn't. It's not a. It's not a super talky movie in that the the plot isn't driven by. I'm going to go from point A to point B to point C. It's kind of like he's really wandering around, and the the, the organization is really not there. And the it, it, it's not when I said the formula as far as World War II. It's not like big battles and and stuff like that. It's it's these. It's it's dealing with the stuff. Dealing with how the Nazis treat just the normal citizens as they come through and you don't see there's not the, a lot of the firefighting and the, the, the bombs exploding. It's well, I think, I think this specific, cause it's based on like a true story of mm -hmm. the, the, that, that group of Nazis, their, their specific task was to go through and just, they weren't. I don't. I don't think they were like the regular army. It's like a terrorist they, act. They're doing. They're doing it, it to yeah. be to to kill the morale of of the people. <laughs> there was an actual like uh, name for that group, and they went through and just like murdered everybody in the most brutal way. Like you said, almost like a uh, the uh, the Great Terror, where they were just going through and just mm -hmm. exterminating everything they saw and just committing these you know horrible atrocities. Mm. But this is one that uh, I I had heard about through GGTMC and them just saying when I think they actually did a show about it or whatever, that it was like, you know, one of the most disturbing movies, you know, ever made. And especially like the, the horror of war, you know, you don't think about some of the some of the stuff, especially like these days where you have, you know, these movies coming out left and right now, which to me obviously have a certain agenda yeah. where um, – uh, these like there's one out now. God, I can't remember what the oh, name. Oh, the of. soldiers one. The yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like uh, just 
total propaganda, you know, feel good, rah, 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 you know, and you know all that this. that one with Steve Carell and Lawrence Fishburne, I think? That one looks pretty good. The Flags one, I can't remember the name of it. Steve Carell? Steve Carell is in a movie, um, and they're, they're like. Well, of course, he played that fucking, he's played some dramatic roles. Yeah, he played he's, he's done really well. John DuPont in that uh, thing about the wrestling guy that killed Dave Schultz. Uh, what is the name of it? Last Flag Flying looks pretty decent. Hmm. It's got Lawrence Fishburne, uh, uh, Brian Cranston, and Steve Carell, and they are they're all they were all together in Vietnam, and uh, one of the one of their sons has died in Iraq, and they're kind of like it's kind of like it looks like a road movie where they're taking him to be buried somewhere. Hmm. You don't see too many Vietnam movies anymore now because mm-hmm. they have just a plethora of uh, end, uh, movies about the endless wars that are going on now. I mean, Cranston, Cranston and maybe – I think Fishburne may be able to pull it off. I think Cranston and Carell might look a little young to have been in, in Vietnam. but Fishburne was maybe this on takes, the fucking boat looking for Colonel Kurtz. Maybe this takes place at a different – maybe this takes place uh, – Oh yeah, it's just thirty years after they served together in Vietnam, so it, it's not. What, it's wasn't not uh, wasn't Fishburne only like thirteen or fourteen years old? Oh, he looks like a baby now. in that. I don't know. Yeah, little skinny kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is not. The come and see is the opposite of a. It's not a, a date movie. It's not a. It's not a. It's, yeah. <laughs> if it if it is, you've either found Miss Right or Miss Way Wrong, um, or Mister Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, but this is this is one of those that's this is the the uh, certainly an anti-war movie, not not a uh, <laughs> honor our soldiers, but a uh, look how shitty everything is. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. This is an awful thought, but. <laughs> You know, maybe it's just you think of things just to, to because we were talking about a subject like this that's just so awful and the movie's so disturbing and everything. But it just came to my head, <laughs> <laughs> like on Seinfeld. No, I, sh- I shouldn't even laugh like this because uh, when the payoff's not going to be as funny as what it is in my mind as being so <laughs> so stupid. Like in Seinfeld when they said about you know you were making out during Schindler's List. Um, uh, I just thought, you know, what if you went to see this movie, Come and See, and you were sitting there watching it with a friend in a dark theater, and say the theaters, you know, there's several people in there, and like the, they're, um, the scene where, do you remember the whistle scene? The maybe. guy likes the, kind of likes the girl, and then she gets captured, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's walking towards them, and there's the whistle or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, flute or whatever it was. Um can you imagine if you're sitting there watching that and you're just like, oh, my God. And, you know, just this awful thing, the just most disturbing thing. And you just hear, wait a minute, like, I can't even make the sound, but like. <laughs> and, over, and the guy sitting beside of you. Is <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how people deal with stress. Yeah, yeah, that's how I deal with stress. I did that in the middle of. Uh, or I think if I lived middle. through that, if I would live through what they lived through in that movie, uh, my friend Tommy, who has now passed away, uh, used to have a saying about um, something giving him a hard off. <laughs> I think that would give me a permanent hard off. I, I uh, this is kind of a stress dealing moment. I did, I left an exam once and went and uh, 
uh, tended to some business in the restroom and came back and finished. I was like, <laughs> and you were like, ah, I know. It was like, I was, I was like, I, I was like so stressed about the test. It was one of those ones. It's like, um, I think it was a philosophy of philosophy of religion class. <laughs> and there was this amazing bathroom in this building where you could lock it the door. So clean. It smelled so good. It was an older building. So it wasn't like uh, they, they, the bathroom was huge, but it only had one toilet. You could lock the door and it had a window that was slight, like, so a breeze would come through. And I was like, you know what? I could, nice uh, I could, uh, I could get, I could relax a little bit. And uh, it's yeah, really nice in here. So I came back uh, a couple ounces lighter, and <laughs> I do that in like a um, what's that? Um, oh god, damn! What's that fucking store we used to go to all the time and buy the cheap DVDs? Big Lots. Big Lots. Go into like a, a fucking Big Lots bathroom. The door won't close all the way. It won't latch. <laughs> it's got there's like poop on the floor and pee. That's and where like, that's where you like to rub one off. Oh yeah, you gotta get the stress out. <laughs> the poison that's just awful uh but that is like nature's i always say it's nature's sleeping pill yeah 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 yeah. you're all fired up and everything well that's another thing like with when i was saying about like uh possibly making a bad decision by hooking up with some you know total stranger on the internet and everything <laughs> the best thing to do in that situation when you're talking and everything's getting all amped up is go and crank one out and then then think about it with a clear head because you'll yeah. never go. <laughs> so I always said when you go on a, like a first date or something like that, crank one out before you go because something about it, Mary. It yes, take the pressure off. You know, whatever. Okay, so I watched. <laughs> how we get off on these tangents? I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to Big Lots in a long time, but like you said, since the DVD I haven't wanted to buy any movies. Yeah. I honest to God, I was thinking today because I've had a couple of days off at the end of the year. I have a certain amount of leave, you know, to mm-hmm. use and just, you know, a few days. And I just started thinking, you know, I used to on a in a situation like this, I'd jump in the car. I'd drive to fucking Pittsburgh or somewhere. I'd go into these places, buy maybe some books or DVDs or just go look around, you know, find different places like thrift stores, stuff like that. Now. You know, all media, you know, I don't really want to buy any DVDs or anything like that. Uh, I have a shitload of books that I haven't even read yet. Comic books, you know. And and I'm just kind of like, I could not leave the fucking house and it wouldn't, you know. But you need to. You got to get out there and do I definitely need to because I'm fucking, I'm I'm so, I don't know. I don't leave. There'll be days that go by where I just maybe check my mail and that's it. Yeah. Well, when I went to the theater last week, that was the first time that I had like went somewhere. I mean, of course, I went to the beach on vacation and stuff, but just to go and just do something. Usually on my days off, I just try and sleep as much as I can, yeah. get up, watch TV, fall back asleep, fucking get up, and then I got to go back to work. So, but anyway, I watched 2017's Wind River. And I this saw that in the theater. Taylor Sheridan, written mm. and directed starring Jeremy Renner and that Olsen girl that's got a really nice butt. Elizabeth. Uh, and Graham Greene. Okay, now. You farted on this one. I farted on this one, and I still fart in its face. Um, <laughs> this is by the guy that did um, River, or what uh, What the fuck's one with Jeff Bridges and Captain Kirk? Oh, 
Hell or High Water. That was pretty good. Okay. And Ben Foster. Now, I thought that one was pretty good. I especially liked the whole, the, mostly the Jeff Bridges uh, part in that movie. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, you know, I want to see this. And I saw the, the trailer and I thought, oh, this looks like it'd be good. Heard all a lot about it. I thought this movie was maybe even below average. I did not get into it at all. I did not like, I thought there was a good movie there to be had. Now, apparently this was based on a, on a true story. I think mm. God damn, these headphones are killing my ears. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my biggest issue with it. Now I, I think I liked it more, mm. but at the same time, I was going in having seen what people in our circle had been saying, like, oh, this is great, you know. And for me, it was kind of, I mean, it was all right. It was pretty good, I guess. But, like, I'll tell you the biggest problem for me was this the whole info dump near the end. Yes. It was just like, I mean, couldn't you have left something a mystery? Because the characters still don't really know what happened, but we know everything now that happened. Yeah. And I thought that was really kind of awkward. I thought that that fucking completely sucked. And, okay, you're going along. It's almost like a a murder mystery. Okay, now, at the very beginning, when Jeremy Renner finds the girl, I really, it really, without even saying anything, the way he reacted and everything, uh, it, it really did hit me. It was like, God, this is just awful. Can you imagine? You're just out there and you find you find this young girl, and she's laying there dead, and you're just, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is just horrible. And he has to deal with that. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, Elizabeth Olsen shows up, and it's a fish out of water thing. And, okay. Now I will say this. Speaking of Captain Kirk in the Star Trek movie, um, there was a scene in that one star, the 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 first uh, Star Wars movie with uh, Chris Pine as Captain Kirk, where Alice Eve is changed for no reason. She, he goes <laughs> in this ship and she's changing her clothes and she says, "Turn your turn your head," and he looks and she's of course built like Alice Eve, which is like a brick goddamn shit house, and everybody's like. Jesus fucking Christ. That's so sexist. There's no reason for that to be in there at all. No reason. There's no fucking reason for that. And they, they just go fucking nuts. This movie, Elizabeth Olsen shows up. She comes from Las Vegas because she's the closest FBI person. Da, da, da. She's a fish out of water. She shows up on this Indian reservation. It's the middle of winter and it's cold as shit. And yeah. she has no winter gear. And they say, well, we can hook you up with some clothes. Now, was it, I totally, as a, fucking red-blooded American testosterone-filled pervert <laughs> appreciated that they some perverted fucking film director decided that they have to show Elizabeth Olsen pulling up her ski pants and her with her thong and the Indian lady that's loaning the clothes says something about her underwear going up the crack of her ass. But looking back on it, I'm like, why was that even fucking in there? There's no reason. <laughs> no for No reason, because she is not, there's nothing sexy in this movie at all. Right. And, and there's no, she's not meant to be a, a sex symbol in this. But there's, my, what, I'm, I'm like you. My biggest problem was with this whole thing was you're going through and it's kind of like, okay, I expected it to be 
you know, like murder mystery and Renner, you know, they, they do the thing with uh, why, what some of his motivations may be. And I kind of liked his character. I'm not the biggest Jeremy Renner fan. I don't think he's that great. Mm -hmm. He's okay. I was a, a fan of the character Hawkeye from when I was a little kid because he was in the, when, uh, the Avengers kind of split up, and the and Captain America started his own Avengers, which was called Cap's Kooky Quartet. It was Cap, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, which is Elizabeth Olsen, and you know, of course, in the Avengers movie, uh, her brother Quicksilver, and Hawkeye. And I was a big fan of the character Hawkeye. Now, the fact that Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye. I don't know. I just I, he doesn't do a bad job, but I'm just not a big Jeremy Renner fan. He's okay. He's I don't think he's great. I used to play, I used to play uh, a a game a lot when I was a kid called Captain America and the Avengers on Nintendo. There you go. You can play as uh, Captain America or Hawkeye. The, when the one thing. Okay, well, but like I said, you, you kind of pretty much hit the nail on the head where they go through this whole thing. And there were some things in this where they would say, okay, we have to get off and walk from here. Whereas you could see they were following the trails of the, whoever it was, Snowmobile, and their Snowmobile went fucking a mile up through the woods there. And it's like, <laughs> why are you getting off and having to fucking walk? They drove up through there. you know. But, but, but my whole thing where this whole thing just fucking fell apart was where all of a sudden – they do this huge reveal that shows everything. But number one, they didn't build up enough to where I gave two shits about who this girl was. If they would have never showed anything about this girl, the one that they found dead, yeah. it would have been better than how they did it. And yeah. somebody said on the group, now I'm not blasting anybody. People can like what they like and everything. But somebody said, yeah, John Berenthal was really good in this. Doing what? Anybody could have played that part. He was in it for five fucking seconds. It's almost like him and Sicario. I mean, you know, he was in it, but they I totally forgot he was in that. Yeah, it was one of those roles where it's like John Barenthal's in this for like less than five minutes, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be like, oh, you know, it was just like they didn't. I don't know if it was editing or what. Plus, then the people, the, the 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 killer, killers, killer, whatever. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I didn't give a fucking two shits about any. There was no. When you're going to do a movie like this, and you have like a, a, a murder mystery, they should have. And, and maybe this is because maybe they didn't want to do the standard thing, but it's a standard fucking movie. Yeah. They sh you should have been getting red herrings and meeting people. And saying, okay, well, I wonder if it's this person or that person, this person, that person. What about these guys? What about them? You never saw these fucking people throughout the entire fucking thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, it's them. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's them? Well, God, I never saw that coming. You know why? Because I didn't even know who the fuck they were and never saw them in the whole goddamn thing. And then the ending with... um, um Up on the mountaintop? That was fucking... <laughs> it was just fucking shit. Like, uh, oh, so she was a warrior. She went six miles. Uh, you, you're a fucking piece of shit. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. It just did not work for me at all. And I wanted to like it. I thought it and was I okay. Thought, uh, I, I don't think I hated it as much as you, but. Uh, I, I'm a hateful person. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I didn't leave. 
I certainly didn't leave blown away. I was, uh, it's, it was kind of forgettable for me. Well, after and then, and and then just looking at the IMDb, there's something that reminded me the, 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 the dad, when yeah. he, when Jeremy Renner went there. Well, okay. How about this? The war paint thing. The war paint thing was stupid. And I was like, I thought, his, I thought his line was pretty funny where he's like, no, I have no idea what it looks like. I just get, you know, yeah, yeah, that was kind of good, but it was like, Jesus, this is stupid. But also when Elizabeth Olsen went to their house and, and uh, he, she said, wanting to go in to interview the mother and she opens the door. <laughs> was that you're telling your... me you wouldn't do anything about that. <laughs> it's like, it's like her reaction was like walking in on somebody jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's whoops. Like, uh, let me you close go this. in there and try and stop this person and call for like, uh, <laughs> help an ambulance or something let me just pretend like i didn't see this <laughs> exactly oh this it was i just did not think this was very good at all i thought it was very <laughs> average and i think that a lot of people i shouldn't say this because it it's insulting say it. i think that i think there are people that when they see a certain director no matter what when it when it comes out they're like man i, oh, I can't wait to see it and i'm like that's what i thought well i'm going to see this because this guy did Hell or high water, and I kind of like that. Um, but then they get gung ho, and whether the movie's good or not, they're like Taylor Sheridan. What else has he done? He was on the TV show. Um, what was that TV show? He was he, he played like uh, a doucher. Oh, uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He played the one like the one sheriff's deputy. Or I never. Played, I only watched like half of one season of that. Oh, he he wrote Sicario. Did he write it? Yeah. Let's see what he directed. Yeah. Oh, no, I like Sicario. Oh, he's only directed two. Th- Wait. He and didn't, there's a new he didn't direct. He didn't direct Hell or High Water. Did he, he write it? He wrote it. I don't even know if he does. He did he even write it? What? This is known for Hell or High oh. Water. He played Cowboy. Nominated he for. Wrote, he wrote it. Taylor oh, okay. Sheridan, writer. Okay, yeah, he was nominated for screenplay for that. Okay. But, I mean, you know. Uh-huh. Did he write this? Yeah, wrote wrote and directed it. Uh, I just don't think it was that good. I, I thought it was very average, If and I thought the way that the story was constructed was less than average. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't think it was awful, but I, I didn't leave. I wasn't. But, I mean, I heard people say, oh, my God, it's, oh. Definitely not, definitely not the movie of the year. I'm glad I didn't go to the theater and see it, or I'd be really. Well, I oh, and that's the thing because I re-upped my movie pass, so I can talk about that a little bit because movie pass um, has somehow dropped their price to ten dollars a month. Hmm. So if you go see one fucking movie, yeah, I've paid for it. Yeah, and I was like, how can they afford this? And I mean, the rules are still the same otherwise. So I re-upped that, and I, I went and I went kind of nuts on the movies, but I haven't been in like a month again. So, uh, and it, it's really pathetic because it's literally right across the street, and I never go. <laughs> like literally, I, I've, I've walked to the theater in ten minutes. So, um, but this was one of the ones I saw in my little my little movie spree that right when I got my card. Um, but another one we could talk about because I think you saw it too was the little. Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah, that's my next one. And and there's another one I saw in the theater right around the same time that I liked even more. But we can talk about Blade Runner 2049. Um, this is 
Ryan Gosling, it is Harrison Ford. Who else do we have in this? Um, Dave Batista. Dave Batista plays a huge role. He has an important part, but not a big part. Now, did you watch any of the? Um, I watched the nothing in between shorts. No, I need to. But they I made three short that Dan, Danny, what's this? Danny Villanueva or whatever his name is that mm-hmm. uh, directed this. How do you, I don't know how to say his name, but yes. Yeah, Villanueva, because there was a kicker for the Cowboys. His name was. That was Danny Villanueva. This is Dennis. I think he was in the Tecmo Super Bowl, the game, <laughs> the yeah. NES game. But he, um, he said that the, he had three uh, different artists make three short films that sh- show the what happened between the first movie, the first Ridley Scott movie with Harrison Ford. Oh, shit. I need to go watch those. Power. Are they yes. on YouTube you, or something? Yes, they're all three on YouTube. It's all one thing. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is a is a uh, Japanese anime. They're mm-hmm. only like ten minutes long. Okay. And then the second, uh, the it, it it shows you the key things that happened between the first movie and this movie. So yeah, yeah, check it out. It's it's and it doesn't take any time, but it's worth watching. Okay, so in the, okay, I, I saw this uh, I, the. So this movie opened on Friday, uh, October 6th. Well, the, the theater here with big movies always gets it on Thursday night also. When they sh- mm-hmm. I don't know how. Um, I, I don't know if that's breaking some rule or whatever. But And it's not like a midnight showing. So it, I saw it on October 5th. Uh, I decided to go randomly, and it was I, I went at like, I think the movie started at like 9.45 or something. Mm. And when I sat down, I, th- again, I go into movies cold. 9.45 a.m. or p.m.? P.m. And it's a long movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that when I went. So I went and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go watch this. Maybe a couple hours. This movie is almost three fucking hours long. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw that when I sat down because I was going to post maybe that I was watching it or I was looking up. I don't know what I was looking up. I was like, holy fuck, two hours and 45 minutes? Are you? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be here till 1 a.m. I was like, I was afraid I was going <laughs> to fall asleep. But maybe testament to the movie, I... Was I stayed interested the whole time? Oh, I did. that's the way I felt too. Now I, I really liked this, so I'll go ahead and get away, get out of the way the the parts that I, the main parts I had trouble with. Besides, I, I it was long. Maybe it needs to be, but I'm not sure. The biggest thing was seeing it in the theater. The sound mix. I don't know if you had the same experience. It was so fucking loud. Oh, it was really loud. And like yeah. I, almost, it was one of those times where I almost felt, almost felt like I needed to go and like say, "Can you turn it down some?" Yeah, it was almost like you, you almost kind of cringe when they were just playing the like the music as the yeah. guys like when he's flying in the little car spaceship yeah. thing across the city. And I think that I mean, and, the, and this is being nitpicky, also. I mean, saying that because like I thought the movie looked beautiful, and I and I I think there might be mixed opinion on the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really cool. Oh yeah, it, it was. Uh, I think the soundtrack was. They were using the same stuff from the first movie, I believe. Well, it's a different guy. So this is it's a different um, guy. I forgot the guy's name that did the first soundtrack, but this is uh, the this is the Hans Zimmerman guy that's been okay. big with. Um, oh, he did the Batman movies. He he did, he works with Nolan a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I'm kind of torn on. Jared Leto stuff. Um, 
Well, I don't. It wasn't even supposed to be him. It was supposed to be somebody else, and that person couldn't do it or something. So they well, got. I'm out. not torn on Jared Leto himself. Just the whole like. Just his music. His. <laughs> his his rock group. Definitely not torn on that. I have every album. Um, the uh, actually, you know, actually, I, the, I just watched the documentary about them. They're not bad. Oh, really? I've never, I've never yeah, even listened. Really? You know, man. Um, but uh, his, his, he wanted way, David Bowie to play it. Play the way, him, the and way Bowie died. Oh, well, the way he, the way he talked and stuff was kind of unusual. Like, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Like, he, he talks in like these weird poems all the time, pretty much. He's a jerk. And, yeah, but um, the the my biggest takeaway from it was was what it looked like. Now, this movie, I don't know if it's... Let me read the synopsis. A young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down. Is it is it spoilery to say who Ryan Gosling is in this? Is that a surprise? I don't even know. Who he is or... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why, like... I mean that's kind of I guess it's not. His name is K. He's he's he braid runner. He's a he's an actual he is a replicant. They don't really hide that. Right, right, right. So um that's why I was I, that's more what I was no, asking no, no, is is if that's spoilery. So the the kind of the the exploration of, of his humanity and his girlfriend in it who I had just watched something with her like the pretty much the same day, and she is gorgeous. Oh, I know. What is her name? She was in because I Anna read Anna de Armas. She was. I had just. I had literally that same day watched the movie War Dogs, mm-hmm. uh, which was okay with Miles yeah, Teller. Very good looking. But she's in that, and I was like, man, she. I've never seen her before, and she's gorgeous. And then later that night, I see her again, and this, I was like, wait a minute. Um, oh, she, that's right. I, I from where I saw her, they said. Oh, on YouTube, they were like, "Where? If you th- wonder where you've seen her before, do you remember the movie Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves, where the two girls show up at his house when his wife leaves?" I haven't seen that. And they say, "Can we use your shower?" And uh... I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's worth it. Watch if you watch this and you think she's hot, watch yeah. that movie. But when you watch that movie, laugh while you're watching it. It'll make <laughs> it better. Um, knock Knock. I bought that too. This this film is not. As it, it, it answers more questions, I think, than the original Blade Runner. Like it spells things out. So, for better or worse, I I'm fine with that. Um, it's not as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shitty. Well, did you are are you saying the first Blade Runner is shitty? No, I love the first one. Okay, no, 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 not shitty, but like it doesn't leave as much as many questions for you to answer yourself. Right. So whatever, whatever term that is, is what I'm looking for because brain, which is that a good thing or a bad thing? Cause I, don't, I, I think the first one, um, now when I saw the first one, when it first came out in the theater mm-hmm. there, the, okay. It, it was not a success. Well, and one it, of the reasons I think so at that time was everybody had seen Harrison Ford as Han Solo in yeah. Star Wars. Then when they said, okay, Harrison Ford's going to play in this as a sci-fi movie, it was like one of those things where they expected sort of the same kind of guy, same kind of character, same yep. kind of movie. And they were disappointed because this was more of a detective story. Well, I think there's the whole thing, too, in the first one where the Noir. theatrical cut was – I, th- I know people have complained about it, and like years later, 
But I didn't even I didn't even remind you know when okay of course Ridley Scott went and redid it and uh, took out the voiceover and all that I never had a problem with uh, the original version mm-hmm. because I thought it was it did come off like a noir detective um, movie and I haven't the, seen the theatrical cut in so long I couldn't even compare yeah the, the two, voiceover you know? just kind of fit to me with like that style or that type of movie. Mm-hmm. Because when they took it out and they said, okay, now, you know, everything's not spelled out for you and you're not being spoon fed. I didn't think it was, but maybe that's because I had already seen the the first version. But that's, you know, when you asked if, you know, spelling things out like that in this movie, and that's not, I'd, I'd say this movie's not spelled out, but it certainly doesn't leave things as vague. And I think that could be a complaint for some people if I were to look at it that way. I, I'm, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with how this movie was written at all. Um, but I think that, if anything, that could be a complaint for some, for some people. Um, uh, but like I said, the movie looks fantastic. Um, Did you see it in the um, 4D Ultra no, HD? No, I just, I always go see, I just see standard movies, especially I mean, with, I, when I'm I using didn't the... Even... Honest to God, I did. It was a four forty in the afternoon movie, which is still a matinee. And I walked in there when I went and you know gave him my debit card and everything. The guy said it'll be nine dollars and like nineteen cents or something like that. And I never say anything because I'm like, well, I'm here. Um, when I when I walked over to the to 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 go into the theater, they had a box of 3D glasses there for kids and adults, and I thought, well, maybe that's why it's nine dollars and whatever, because why would a matinee be nine dollars? But when I went in, I asked the guy. He goes, "You need? Yeah, can I help you?" And I said, "Well, is this movie 3D?" And he goes, "What are you going to see?" I said, "Blade Runner," you know. And he goes, "No." And but when I went in and it came up and it said it was that. Uh, you know, ultra HD. I thought, well, maybe this, but, and when it came up, honest to God, and I'm not the guy, I'm the kind of person, like I said, if a comic book has the cover ripped off and the pages are all bent up, <laughs> as long as I can read it, if I'm watching a VHS, as long as I can see the, see the movie and follow the story, I, I it's not that big of a deal. When I sat down and it came on, I was like, holy shit, this is a bit, especially with this kind of movie. With like I said, when that when his little car was going across the the skyline and yeah. there's all the city below, it looked fucking fan fucking tastic. Yeah, and and it did sound good, except that, like I said, it was too loud. Wow. So it was just like I, I I almost felt like I needed to cover my ears a few times. Um, but I I I was super impressed. I liked the I liked the way it it still felt like the same the same like. Uh, universe the same level of technology as the first one everything looked this i mean really good set design good good uh good costumes and stuff like that oh yeah the, 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 just the gosling just looked fucking cool as shit yeah he did and and, and i know some people hate they can't they do not like gosling i fucking just uh, he <laughs> to me and i know people have been like you know well he just has this look on it's like in drive or in um, uh, only God forgives or whatever. He doesn't say anything. He just has this look on his face blah, 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 and everything. But guess what? It God, fucking works. <laughs> it fucking works. I, it's, uh, when, when they do that, 
And like I said, if you watch the one where he plays the the neo-Nazi skinhead, mm-hmm. where he's got a lot of dialogue and and it's he is very good in that. That shows that he can fucking act, and it was he that was a good movie. Um, I like La La Land. <laughs> I never saw La La Land. I need to see it. If you're in the mood but, for a musical, I mean, it's yeah, definitely musical. But um, he his costumes, everything. He looked cool as shit and everything. And he always looks good with like blood running out of his ears. And <laughs> there were certain things in that where I was like thinking about like Only God Forgives, where he got beat up and his face when his eye is half swollen. Oh. He looks good. God, I haven't up. seen that in forever either. And um, but um, there was a moment in this that I know everybody's gonna fucking goof on in um. Only God forgives where he does the take take off the dress and then he just screams it and everybody's like, Oh my God. You know, he just take it off. You know, whatever. <laughs> there was a scene like that in this, but that when did when he was talking to the girl in the bubble yeah. and she read his whatever and there was like that reveal mm-hmm. and you just see him just fucking coming undone. It was like <laughs> holy holy because he's well, like you said, he, it's from the very beginning. He's a replicant. Yeah. And they're more human than human. And, of course, over a period of time, well, even in the first one, look at Roy Batty, Rutger Hauer and everything, how he, even though he was, and they only had a four-year lifespan, these have the longer lifespan, the yep. regular lifespan. Um, but they were made to, you know, to be like a human, to develop emotions and everything. And they would do in the first one, they did the void void comp test, which they would look at the pupils. It was almost like a lie detector test to see if, if you were, a, and I like in this one where they have the thing where they check every time he comes in from being out on patrol or doing what he's oh, those, doing. Those questions there. Yeah. yeah and he comes in and it's like cells, cells, you know, and all that stuff. That was cool as shit. I love that. But the when he, at the end when he went through and did that, and number one, I thought Robin Wright well, I guess it's just Robin Wright now. It's not yeah, Robin yeah. And I thought she was fan fucking tastic as his boss. Yep. Now the one thing that I did and I I, I love this kind of movie because number one you have uh, well, I'm not even going to say because there's some surprises in this, but um, little things that they throw in that I didn't pick up on, and then when I go watch YouTube, and like the 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 girl that we were talking about, mm-hmm. that was his girlfriend, mm-hmm. his name was Joy, Joy, and the woman, the girl that was Jared Leto's like right hand man, his name was Love. Oh, she was scary. And he and okay, so Kay had Kay had joy until he found love, and when he found love, <laughs> he lost. Yes, okay. <laughs> so that I, I never thought about that. The names of the people, you know, That's they funny. said, you know, whether that was hitting somebody over the head. It said didn't hit me over the head because I didn't even fucking pick up on it, you know. But and honest to God, I like Batista in even in that movie. Um, oh what the hell was the one he was just in where they had like a, the civil war in the United States Bushwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was, need to see that. I have that low budget movie. I have always said, okay, he has a really cool fucking look. Mm-hmm. And in the movie Bushwick and in this one, he's not okay. Now in, of course in the James Bond movie, I thought he was one of the best parts of that James Bond movie Spectre. 
I thought that movie was pretty crappy. I did not like, uh, I think they wasted the, the Christoph Waltz character because Blofeld is such an iconic James Bond character and they just fucking rewrote the whole character to, to make some stupid reveal, which I thought was dumb. <laughs> but I love Batista as that uh, unstoppable James Bond villain because mm-hmm. he just looks so fucking – he has such a cool fucking look. But I also like in this one and in that Bushwick, he wasn't just playing a a, 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 a character that any just dumb bodybuilder could play. Yeah. There was some depth to he looked he looked tired in this. I mean, he's a yes, big dude still. There but. was some emotion, and and especially in Bushwick, there's a lot. Now it's not a great movie; it's a low budget movie, but there there was a lot more to him than just a big, you know, or yeah. uh, like kind of like a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. But Schwarzenegger has went away from that. I like when they take some if they have the ability to do it. Like Schwarzenegger, I didn't like that movie, uh, the zombie kind of HIV AIDS. Oh yeah, yeah. Margaret or whatever it's called. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to like it more because I like seeing Arnold play that kind of outside. What was the name? The, Maggie, what was the name of that movie? Yeah. Going outside of his comfort zone. I like that. There was another one about the airplane crash that I haven't seen yet that he was in, that it was more like a, it wasn't just Arnold playing on the fact that he's got big, huge muscles. <laughs> and that's how Batista was in this. Now, like I said, that woman, Sylvia, hoax or that plays love jesus christ she was a fucking oh (laughs) walking fucking nightmare yeah um which is kind of like the roy batty thing you know with like regular howard but uh, um um i wondered because there was all these questions about the and this is nothing new to anybody that's going to listen to our show where they said in the first one people were saying you know was Deckard a replicant? Right. That was the question, the open-ended question. Now, when I went to see that in the theater when it first came out, I never even thought about that. Never thought about it. Never, never, it never came into my mind watching the movie. I never thought that there were any anything that led me to believe that he was. Has that been answered with this movie? I don't think so. Okay. And I think that some people may, but my thing in in answering that question or trying to answer it now, um, you looked at Go- Ryan Gosling's character and Batista's character, and in the first one, Pris, who was Daryl Hannah, mm-hmm. Roy Batty, and uh, um, oh, what the hell was her name? Zora. Um, in the three replicants, and even. Um, the other one that uh, Holden was doing the Voight comp test on in the first, the, the, at the very beginning of that mm-hmm, movie, mm-hmm. all of them were replicants. All of them were created to do certain tasks. Uh, off-world hit squad. Uh, Roy Batty was a was a soldier. Uh, they were all, and they all were physically superior to humans. Yeah. Ryan Gosling in this one, you know, when he gets confronted by a human or another replicant, you can tell like when he, he does the fucking backbreaker, like a wrestling move (laughs) and does stuff like that. But you can tell that he is physically superior and love the girl. This Jared Leto's definitely, definitely. She was doing all this karate, all this stuff and everything. And same with Batista. 
Gosling, the one part that I thought was goofy was, uh, uh, I'll get to that here in a minute, but I never saw that with Harrison Ford's character with Deckard. When he was fighting Roy Batty in the first one and everything, he was like a human Mm -hmm. fighting a goddamn monster, you know. Roy Batty fucking grabs him by the one arm and just fucking lifts him up off, you know, to keep him from falling off the skyscraper. Mm -hmm. He ran his head through a fucking concrete wall and was like, you know, uh, where are you going? And, you know, and that's the spirit when Deckard takes a pipe and fucking hits him right in the head with it. Unless they made Deckard to be... Really more realistic, more human, yeah. Human to be more, so he wouldn't know. Uh, I don't know, but um, um, but though there, I almost thought that up until the time in this movie when Gosling goes and he meets Deckard for the first time, it was really, really good up until that point. Then it got kind of standard action-y kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Deckard's trying to shoot him, and he's, you know, getting away. He's, you know, like I said, he's uh, physically superior, so he's getting away and all this stuff. Deckard fucking cold cocks him. I don't, and apparently in real life, he actually hit Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I saw that. But he hits him, and... Gosling's reaction is like Roy Batty where he is like, okay, it would be like a little kid fucking punching a grown man. <laughs> He's uh, like, okay, uh, let's not do, let's not do this. I don't want to hurt you. And you still, and you still have that, which to me, I thought now this is my thought on this was that Tyrell who created Rachel. And when they did the Rachel thing, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to give it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But anyway, um, he created a replicant that, like, so more human than human. He found a way to create something that something could happen. Blah blah blah. And they want to, and of course, Jared Leto's character is like, I want to know the secret. I didn't think that. I still don't think that Deckard was a. Now somebody may have seen this and they'll come and they'll come back and say Zom, they did spell it out, they did say this, they did say that. Maybe I missed it, but I don't think he was. But I, uh, but the the one part where um, Deckard is running away, there him and Gosling have their kind of stand a fight and everything, and the the bully boys show up. Deckard runs through this doorway and closes the door and Gosling just runs through the fucking wall. I thought that, <laughs> that was, it just kind of came off stupid. You know, it's like, or, or it'd be like, okay, you're lucky. I guess you're lucky that uh, you didn't hit any studs or whatever, or a steel girder. Yeah. I don't know. But I, but I thought, I thought up until the point where he found Deckard was pretty cool. The fight thing, like I said, I just think from that part until I don't know how I, it got just kind of standard. I almost thought that the movie could have went without even having Harrison Ford in it. Uh, I mean, I guess with the quest of what they were trying to do, yeah, they had yeah. to have that. But maybe they didn't really have to. 
It could. Uh, it could have been it, detective work without his presence. He, well, he could have found. He could have thought that he could have been looking for this the the solution or the answers to the questions. Without there having to be this brawl, and I mean, they could he could have got there, and I don't know. I just I thought it got. I I really liked the movie. I mean, I'd go see it again. I'd buy it on yeah. Blu-ray now. But I just for some reason there was that part, and then at the 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 finale, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I, I did. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. And maybe, maybe because they added that it did, you know, you're going through quite a bit of the movie. See, see, to me, Blade Runner isn't like an action movie. And there were a few things that happened like that. And maybe it's good that they had that to keep people in it and more interested fight scene and a shootout mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But man, that fucking, that girl love, Oh, she was fucking mean. (laughs) (laughs) She was scary. You think about the... um, Speaking specifically about her character, the parts where, like, the tears would run down her face, like, when she was... Even when she was doing things that were pretty vile. I mean, she's... She is just like a, a psychopath or I don't know if it's well, no, I mean, no, she I don't think can she be if she's created that way. But she maybe she has such uh, complex, you know, programming that on the one hand, you know, she's following order. She's doing what she's programmed for. But on the other hand, she's like, fuck, this is like. But maybe it shows that I'm doing awful things. Maybe it shows that since they are programmed to be so human that they can they can also become undone. They can also develop the same mental illness, whether it's sociopathy or psych, mm-hmm. psych, you know, psych, becoming a psychopath or whatever to their whatever uh, you know. Uh, whatever means necessary because look at Gosling's character. Like I said, he's going through this stuff and he finds out this one thing and, and it changes his life. He obviously has emotions because look at how he was with joy. But then when, and I thought that was a great part where he finds out something and he comes, comes completely undone Mm -hmm. he is a replicant he is full of all these memories and stuff that make him what he is but that's like when he went in for that one test and and robin wright's reaction when when he comes in and she's it's like him going in he's a detective going into the police chief and she goes what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) you know they just ran this test and you're not even fucking close what the fuck you know, like we've never seen this before, but but they had to have seen stuff like that before. Or they wouldn't run that test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The test was to make sure what they, she called it baseline. The test was to make sure that they were, you know, I'm doing this with my hand, just a straight line, like, you know, calm, cool, collected there. Yeah. This is their mission. This is what they're supposed to do. And if they start, it's like this fucking uh, um desktop in front of me it's supposed to be going smooth along but then all of a sudden i have this blue screen that says this i'm like okay what the fuck 
You know, what's going on with this fucking thing? So I, I just thought this movie was so fucking good. Yeah, like and it, what's like funny it. was all the theaters uh, we, we have uh, where I live. I'm kind of in the middle of three cities. Uh, and uh, of course, the, I've posted pictures of the theater that's closest to me. And it's a little shithole. It's a little <laughs> shithole theater because you were even like, oh, my God. <laughs> but but the the, the uh, ones up in Morgantown, which are the, the big college where WVU is, uh, the, they have like two. They have the one Cinemaplex, which is in the in the um, in the mall. But they have this one Regal Cinemas that has a shitload of cinemas. That's the one that shows that will have uh, like Casablanca or Lawrence of Olivia. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, and they have big things like that. What is the name of that thing? It's um, shit. The, 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 you always buy the tickets through this kind of, yeah, I know what you're talking. It's, it's, it's not Warner, but it's something like that. Oh, uh, God, what is it called? Fathom, um, Fathom events. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, um, I had the day off and I just thought to myself, I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. It has, it wasn't at the one closest to me and it wasn't at the next one closest. Um, and I thought, well, it's gone. And I just happened to look and it was still playing up there. And I thought this has to be the last fucking week. And it was on a Wednesday. So I thought, okay, <laughs> you know, in just a couple of days, the new ones are coming out. It's going to be gone. I better go. I had 40 minutes to get there and it takes me 40 minutes to get there. Uh, and I made, but I, I didn't take into account thirty it's, minutes of trailers. Exactly. So I had a more a more time than that. But I looked; it's still fucking playing this week. Hmm. So, and when I went there, there was one guy. It's you know in the middle of the day. There's one guy walking up to the ticket thing, and he he was getting a ticket to the same thing, and it's been out for I don't know how long now. Now, when it first came out, they said it was a big flop because uh, it probably. I mean. Three-hour slow-moving movies are probably, you know. But when it first came out, when this one first came out, they said, oh, it's it was a flop. The first week it was a flop. But then after that, for the next couple of weeks, it was the number one movie. Oh, did it pick up? Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know now how much it's made or whatever. But it'll, it'll, it's, it's um, here, well, here we go. Related news. Blade Runner losses could hit 80 million for producer Alcon. Well, it's that a, was it has a, three hours ago. Let's see. No, they'll, they'll get it back in fucking home video and worldwide yeah. showing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nowhere else to go after this, but this is a hundred fifty million dollar budget, and uh, it must have had a lot of advertising or something. So Alcon and its investors are facing about eighty million in losses. Uh, as it winds down its run, the movie's global gross was two hundred and forty million. It was two forty, and the budget was one hundred and fifty million. That's what, I mean. That's 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 the Hollywood Reporter on IMDb. Yeah, but I mean, if the budget's one hundred and fifty, well, and they I mean, made two forty. Like, saying like with the budget itself of making the movie, but then kind of the distribution of it and the advertising. Oh fuck them! Yeah. Well, I mean, right. I, that's the only thing I could figure. So. I liked it. I liked it too. Um, they can eat my butthole. Oh, you can go ahead and do another one. We can we could do a couple more. We've been we've been talking for two hours already. So have we? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I will. I do want to talk about this one because I think it's very important that I cover it. Let me bring it back up because okay. I fucked up IMDb. And I have a lot for talk about if we when we want to record again. <laughs> I watched a movie 
from 2012 that I had put off and put off. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie, and it's called Magic Mike. <laughs> nice. Okay. Not now, a bad movie. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Not okay. a bad movie. I... I don't there remember much media. about it now. I saw it when it was still just out on video, and I thought it was pretty good because it was it's dark, you know. It's I thought it was decent. Yeah, well, I, I there was a movie out a long time ago, and I think it might have been a made-for-TV movie with Gregory Harrison, and I just almost said Kevin Sorbo. It wasn't Kevin Sorbo. Who was the guy that played Beastmaster? Um, oh, Mark Singer. Uh, Mark, yeah, Mark Singer. Okay, there was a movie out a long time ago about male strippers, and it was kind of like a Chippendales kind of thing with Gregory Harrison, who played Gonzo Gates on um, uh, Trapper John, the TV show. There's uh, a Trapper wrestling John. movie with stripping in it, uh, with Adam Baldwin and... Uh, hmm. Is it Adam Baldwin? Is he, is he the one that's a big Does he fucking... play Buff Bagwell? Yeah, Adam Baldwin and... Oh, God, what's the name of this movie? No, he they like they 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 want to be wrestlers, but they do stripping to like make money to start. Well, I was gonna something. say they said Buff Bagwell was a male stripper. No, and he, nobody. Like, they don't look like wrestlers in this. What is he? It? He's a uh, he's like a male escort now. Him and Cowboy Scott Casey got into being gigolos, which I think is fucking hilarious. They even have a poster. It's called it's Bad not a Guys. Poster. It's pretty bad. Bad guys. Is this two horrible? hot shot LAPD cops? Get in hot water after breaking up a fight. They get suspended from the force and have to find a way to pay rent. First, Adam Baldwin's a sweaty drug addict. First, in real construction life, construction work and then stripping, and then professional wrestling. It's it's not it's, good. It's a it's a natural uh, migration yeah. because look at here you have Kevin Nash as Tarzan, and he becomes <laughs> Big Daddy Cool. He was horrible in this. He, he, if you just watch the dancing, because I would focus on Kevin Nash, try and focus on him at certain parts. And somebody else put this on the group. They said Kevin Nash was horrible because he's got those really bad knees. Oh yeah. And he can't do anything when he was walking down the fucking ramp to the stage. I mean, he's like watching his feet to make sure that he I doesn't. I think he's still wrestling in time to, from time, or see, at least making wrestling appearances. Oh, but he looked his he looked horrible. His hair was so fucking black. He had his mustache shaved down. He's got a goatee, but it almost looks it's shaved down so thin on top, like almost like Clark Gable. But he was horrible. <laughs> now, I didn't know. Did you see the penis pump thing? I don't rem- like I said I I don't remember much about it except I think okay. that Channing Tatum was talking to the young guy and he's they're talking and the way the camera angle was here's Channing Tatum talking to the guy and I'm watching them talking but down in the corner you know those penis pump things it's like a clear tube yeah and you put your dick in there and you squeeze the little suction thing like a blood pressure cuff and it sucks your dick up in there <laughs> I didn't even see this. I had to go back and rewind it uh, because right at the end, I was like, oh, my God, there's this fucking somebody was standing there with their dick in a penis pump going. You didn't hear that, but you just saw this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's somebody's dick. And then I actually rewound it. And and somebody on the group said it was Kevin Nash. But you never see who it is. I don't think. But. Let's now, see. I will say Channing Tatum, this is the same with the uh, Coen Brothers movie about the commies in Hollywood, which I thought was pretty funny with George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum 
t- shows that he can't. He is an impressive dancer. He is even a, if, he can dance pretty well. He can dance. He does kind of like a, a hip hop kind of a break dancing sort of style. But he he does have some moves. He can dance. Um, there was a certain amount of this that. And I hate to say this because I know it's going to sound horrible that just kind of I'm like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) I can laugh at it, but it's just like there. And I know it's it's very sexist of me to say this because I would watch a beautiful naked woman and it's probably just as ridiculous (laughs) Uh, but it's it's just more funny and and to me uh matthew mcconaughey's up there and you know and and then the one part where he was um he was showing the young guy in the dance studio how to dance and matthew mcconaughey has on the sean michaels remember when sean michaels would come out and wear those little black shorts that that they were yeah. just tiny little <laughs> he shorts. Still had his, he still had the little short boots on, but then, uh, <sighs> yes. But I like that that it was, like you said, it wasn't just, uh, it had funny stuff in it, but it wasn't just all funny. They did cover like some of the really, you know, kind of shitty thing. I like when like uh, the girl tells Channing Tatum, she goes, you're like a 30 fucking 30 year old male stripper, you know, and, and it just starts. And then here's Matthew McConaughey that at this time in the movie, he's probably 40 fucking five years old. (laughs) And, um, he reminded me who was I watching the other day? And I thought, Jesus Christ, Matthew McConaughey could play this guy in a fucking movie. I think it was like Paul Newman or something like that. I can't remember, but, um, I, I like it was entertaining and you got to see Olivia Munn's fucking naked body, which was <laughs> that alone right at the beginning. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Uh, uh, uh my, my, uh, what do you call it? Higher power. <laughs> <laughs> she looked good. And, um, but Soderbergh, uh, you know, he's really, he, I know that he likes to take um, young actors that aren't polished and mm-hmm. use them like Sasha Gray in the girlfriend experience, which she was fucking horrible. Uh, and she's horrible in porn. She's one of those ones that makes too much noise, uh, trying to be <laughs> sexy. And oh, that gets know. on my nerves. It's, yes. Oh, so oh, bad. they're doing an Ocean's Eight. What the fuck is but, Ocean's Eight? Um, he used Channing Tatum in the movie with Gina Carano, which had a great cast. Channing Tatum was horrible in that. He has a way as, uh, uh, he, he did it in this one too. He has a delivery where he's just like, you know, something about you. <laughs> like I said, I think they tell him. I think him, that's how he is in real life. But I think they tell him to, that, you know, you need to be relaxed and everything. And he acts like he's like, you know, tries to be like half asleep with his head to the side. Like he's almost can't keep his eyes open. He's like, you know, what are you doing? And then when they, when he was trying to impress that girl, now maybe it's like, okay, we do this stupid podcast and we get on here and we talk about farting and jizzing and gagging <laughs> and all this shit. And then you go out with regular people. And if you talked like that, they'd be like, 
what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the way. Like, I think people that might listen to this think that way about us, and don't. Well, yeah, but they, they just true. we just don't know. Well, I, when we went to Horror Hound, I had people that were saying stuff to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not like this. Uh, like, like when I go to work, I don't act like this all the time, and you know, and uh, I can't remember some of it. Like even like people think that I'm like somebody that's they're going to go out and like party with and get drunk and have it. I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking drink. Or or I had somebody say something to me about like. Uh, Oh, like a girl thing or something like that. And I said, well, how do you know that I don't have, well, you, you said that you don't have a girl. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm just saying that on the show, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, this was worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, there's something about it. And I know that it's probably my macho male, um, <laughs> um, I, and I hate to say this because, like I said, I, I it's like when somebody says something about being racist and you're like, I'm not racist. But then you think about certain things that you've said or that you've been programmed to think since you were a little kid. And I and and, and you reject that. <laughs> and and even with this watching that, I try and keep an open mind and everything. But there's something about like when they're up there dancing, I'm just either laughing my ass off because I'm thinking, oh, my God, especially like Kevin Nash. And then I did like when um, – the one dude, oh, what's his name? That's married to Sofia Vergara. Um, shit, Joe Menga Menganello. I can never say his last name. Oh, Menganello. What is he? He plays Big Dick Ritchie. Well, anytime I hear Dick Ritchie, I think about the uh, the uh, movie Quentin Tarantino, True Romance, and it was um, um, Michael Rappaport was Dick Ritchie and he was trying to get the acting gig and the woman was calling for him at the cattle call. But anyway, he's big man, 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 Mangalion. Mangalion. He was in that, he was in that, uh, Schwarzenegger new Pee Wee Herman movie. Well, he was in the Schwarzenegger movie with, uh, and he had cornrows, (laughs) which never looks good. (laughs) (laughs) But he, I love when, when, uh, they would give out the, and, and not only that, but let me tell you something. I have been to many, in my college days, I, my friend Jim and I, liked to go to some gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> I cannot believe how much the women are allowed to touch the guys in this, <laughs> if, this is, if this is realistic. Because if I would touch a girl in a fucking gentleman's club, a.k.a. a strip joint, they would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> You're not allowed to touch. You're not allowed to touch them at all. They can come up and they could rub on you and straddle you or whatever. And I never, I never did a, uh, a uh, lap dance. I never like because I was cheap. We yeah. didn't, we didn't have any money. You I've know? only, I've only ever, I've only ever done that. Tw- I've only ever been. I could probably count. I, I've hardly been to strip clubs. I, I went to one right when I turned eighteen. Um, I've probably only been to like three or four. Well, we used to go to the one that they didn't have them around here. They didn't have any in West Virginia and they had them up in Pennsylvania and we would go to this one up in, up in, well, there was two of them up in Pittsburgh and we would go up there. Well, the reason we would go is because when we got up to Morgantown, we would start picking up the, the radio stations from Pittsburgh and they would talk about, they would have these porn stars that were like the big porn, like Ginger Lynn or, you know, whoever, 
and they would be the feature dancer. And we were like, fuck, let's go see Ginger Lynn. You know, we'd be sitting right there. She'd be like right in front of, I mean, you know, between your legs, you know, fucking taking your dollars. So it was kind of a novelty thing. And of course that novelty wore off when we realized that we didn't have any money and we were giving them a bunch of money. (laughs) And, but, but again, um, this could have been a lot. It does have a, at least it does have a story uh, and, and, you know, in reality, these guys are quote unquote, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wrong about it. Would you consider them sex workers? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, did you, that's what you're selling. I mean, they're dancing and stuff like that, but with yeah. the territory comes the, like, uh, you know, they're doing drugs, they're yeah. hooking up with bees and they're fucking all these women. That's what my sister said. I guess she watched the 30 for 30 with Ric Flair and she oh, said, I watched Ric that Flair, last night. She said he's, he said he had sex with like 10,000 women, and she goes, he's 68 years old. Okay, if you hit puberty when, say, you're 11 or 12, I doubt if you're going to be having like a whole bunch of sex. And I imagine all most of his sex started from the time he became famous, really famous in mid-Atlantic, because him and Patera would talk about the groupies and going to the whorehouse and all this and that. Yeah. But, so say from 20... Let's say let's let's give him because uh, 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 he was in that. Uh, he started wrestling in seventy two. Started wrestling in seventy two, but when he started, he was three hundred some pounds, and he looked like Curly from the Three Stooges with his head <laughs> shaved. Shit. Until he went to Mid Atlantic, when he got the blonde hair and got in the plane crash. After, his, after he broke his back is when he became Ric Flair. Was the nature right. Boy. So that was say seventy four. Okay, say seventy four. So from 74 till he became a gross old man who looks like a Sharpay puppy um, <laughs> with the saggy skin and everything. She said, there's no fucking way he had sex with 10,000 fucking women. Even if you counted masturbating, that would be how many per day you there's, you know, th- uh, say 365 and, you know, da, 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 you work it out. It, it's just impossible. So uh, that's just like Ric Flair stuff. But. Well, there's a line in it where there's there's some surprising uh, people that show up to be interviewed in that. Um, Hulk Hogan gives an interview saying it was pretty interesting because he's like, he's like, no, I was no good at all. Ric Flair was like, I mean, it's it was against. Oh, yeah, from a working standpoint. Yeah, Yeah, against what you expect. Like from what you know, what you know about Hulk Hogan is backstage, whatever. Right. But um, trip, there's a they, there's a few Triple H segments in it, and one of them, he's like, he literally just says, uh, "Ric Flair is a consummate liar. He will tell you exactly what he, only what he wants you to wants you wants you to know." So. Well, he's a worker. I mean, and yeah. that's that's the business, and that's I mean, Shawn Michaels is fucking you know they're they're they're, they're the same way. Hogan's the same way. They'll t- they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Dusty, they would say you know he'd say, hey baby, how you doing, baby? I love you, baby. You know, kind of give me a call and I'll get you on WCW. And then they call and say, would answer the fucking phone. Oh, so I mean, t- that's what they were con men. In thirty years, there are ten thousand nine hundred and fifty days. 10,950 days in, in 30, 30 years. Okay. So he but was he saying he well he was saying a, a 10,000 women, 10,000 different women. I mean, well they the the question was how many women do you think you've been with? And he's like, oh, "I don't know, 10,000." Then he laughed. Yeah, there's no way. There's yeah. no way you you had uh uh 
in 30 years had a different woman every fucking day. Because like I said, Patera would say they would go to that whorehouse and there were these two specific girls. He said, oh, these, you know, these girls were like nines or tens. They were fucking beautiful, fucking beautiful, fucking whores, fucking beautiful whores. And, but he said they would start following them from show to show to show. And they would pay for the the hotel room and Patera and and Flair and them wouldn't have to pay for anything. They would drive them everywhere, and they were fucking those those two girls. And they said that they be, they got attached, so, uh, and they, that's why they had to get rid of them because they were both married. And they said, you know, well, we got to get rid of these. Rick, you know, what do you think about your girl? And he goes, yeah, no. And he goes, yeah, I'm not gonna lose my wife and half everything I have for a couple of fucking whores. I remember that interview. That's and funny. they even like the they even like the girls but he would just say bluntly you know they were just a couple of fucking whores um but so you had a period of time there where and even with the 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 rats or the groupies or whatever you want to call them there were certain ones that they had so uh, on a regular basis so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a different one all the time plus then the times where you're at home where your wife is there and you're seeing nobody but her it's not like you're sneaking off and fucking some you know but then again watching mad men uh i swear to god that show i started watching that again I've Talk started. about some vile that fucking Don Draper. I yeah, mean, he's he's, a, he's kind of a turd. <laughs> very complex character, but yeah. just when you think that he is decent, <laughs> but you know, when I'm watching that show, then I I, I think okay, this is good, and I like uh, like you know some of the stuff that's going on and everything. Really, when I when I when you break it down, it's nothing more than a fucking sleazy soap opera. Yeah. It's it's like a, a you know just a soap opera. The guy you know he's got his wife and kids at home. They're having trouble, or he's saying how much he loves her, and then two seconds later he's going out the door fucking somebody. And everybody he every woman he fucks is like you know he's got a special relationship with them. And everything. but it's just like watching The Young and the Restless back in the day, except John Hamm you know is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like but Hamm. um, I thought this was okay. I didn't think it was great. It was worth a watch. I I, I can imagine. See, one thing is I I remember some of my friends watching this and like several girls. I would hate to watch this with a girl (laughs) because there's, they'd be, it's like when I went to watch the one X-Men movie with my girlfriend at the time and Hugh Jackman took her, took his shirt off fighting in a cage or something. And she's like, right beside me. Then she just looks at me and goes, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that gets me about that is, is if I, the, the, uh, the, um, what do you call it? Women can say whatever they want about uh, double standards that guys have or whatever, but there is definitely a double standard. Like I said, if if with my one girlfriend, if I would have seen, say, Scarlett Johansson in a fucking movie and we were sitting in a movie theater beside and she took all her clothes off and I was just like, Jesus Christ, you'd be in tr- you'd be in trouble, dude, I would be crucified on the fucking cross <laughs> I, and, I I've been lucky. I've been in relationships where that was okay. Yeah, maybe maybe never recovered that. But then actually, and I've had this one, this one, the same girl that I'm talking about now. She was in love with Colin Farrell. She mm-hmm. said, if we had kids, she wanted to name our first kid Colin. <laughs> she had every Colin Farrell movie, and she was like, oh my god, he's so. And I even said to her one time, I said, Jesus fucking Christ, if I said if I I had an FHM magazine. That had Pamela Anderson on the cover. I didn't. I have a subscription. I didn't. I wasn't even 
specifically like that hot for Pamela Anderson. She found that, and, and this was this. There's it's a total long story, which makes it even worse because she was with her <laughs> now husband coming over here fucking me. We screwed. Now she's cheating on her husband with me. And is she jealous goes, of you with a Pamela Anderson magazine? Yes. Yikes. Goes to the fucking bathroom to clean up after I fucking, you know, do the goddamn Nick Manning Peter North. Stop it, fucking Lord! And she sees that magazine in there and gets mad. <laughs> See what I have to deal with, people. Uh, but so there's definitely and, and and like I said now I remember I I hate to say this you know well you know I was going to knock wood but there's nothing to knock wood about I remember my mom and them talking about going to see Chippendales and then I watched this and I'm thinking about my mom uh, <laughs> it's fucking because what's funny is now they did have some like like I was going to say about that Joe Manganiello yes, he, I thought the one thing was funny where he picked the girl up and was doing going to do like a standing 69 or something, and his back went out. <laughs> he just set her down. And he was just like, nope, nope. nope and they're nope. like, what's going on? He's like, nope. <laughs> I've had that with my back Ugh. where you could be – I mean, when I was lifting a lot and I was real fucking muscle, – a lot of muscles and big and strong and everything, man, when your back goes like that, it uh, you, you're like, you couldn't lift a fucking pencil. You're just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> the girls just left standing there. I felt sorry for her. But for the most part, what I thought was funny was the girls in the crowd were all like good looking. They, what if they wanted to make it realistic? They should have had like the older women and stuff in the crowd. Yeah. You know, and they yeah, got yeah. fucking. But anyway, Moms. Magic Mike. We spent too much time on Magic Mike. Uh, okay. Well, the last <laughs> one I can go ahead. Out. There's there's something about McConaughey. Now, I wish that I looked as good as he did. Uh, he's even, I think, a little bit younger than me. He, I don't know how old he is. How old is McConaughey? He's late, late forties. Matthew M- M- Let's see. Dark Tower is only sixteen percent. He has forty-eight. Wasn't very good. So he's close. To, I mean, we're only just a couple years apart. But and I'm sure he's doing something. You know. Give me a break. I don't give a fuck. They're like, well, he runs his personal trainer. I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. When you get older, your testosterone levels go down. You do not look jacked like that. You do not look ripped. You do not have that <laughs> body fat. He's doing something. Anyway, um, but there's just something about him being up there. And especially at the end when he fucking is up there. That just grosses me the fuck out. And I'm <laughs> I don't mind Matthew McConaughey. There's just something that just grossed me the fuck out. I was like, because uh, he was old and sleazy. And I kept thinking that they were going, they said something about in the movie, the young guy was like, uh, what's McConaughey's name in this? Is, uh, whatever, I can't find it. But um, now that's what gives me about, I, oh, there he's right at the top, Dallas. The young guy says something about, man, Dallas is great. And, and um Channing Tatum's like, yeah, yeah, he's great. Or I kept thinking that he was going to be like a, the, like a Kevin Spacey character is now, where he was going to be like the gay guy that was going to expect like a predator. Yeah. But he wasn't. And I don't know what they were talking about when he – was it just kind of that he was just I, either I sleazy and old or that he was a, a, a kind of – Probably Shitty. more, probably more sleazy. I don't remember much, but probably just more sleazy and old though. Oh well, Ma- Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Uh, the last Thank one I'll talk about um, is probably my favorite movie 
of 2017. Saw it in the theater. Um, Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Mm. Um, now, I, 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 I feel like this was um, marketed as a horror movie. It's really not. Uh, there's horrific stuff. But this is a really strange film. Did you see Rosemary's Baby? I did. We do. I think okay. we reviewed that, didn't we? Was yeah. I think maybe. Now, now this is just me. Uh-huh. I thought from the trailer, and you, you don't like watching. I, trailers, I haven't watched so. the trailer for it. So I, I watched the trailer, and I thought, okay, is this a remake of Rosemary's Baby? It's it nothing is, like that. No, no. Okay, okay. This cool. movie, because that's why I didn't go see it. It's like, almost, and I'm scared. <laughs> it's it has. It's not a scary movie. It has horrific things that happen in it, but it's it's not it's definitely not a standard movie by any means. It's like um see without seeing the trailer, I'm afraid to talk too much about the plot. Mm-hmm. But what this movie gets into on the what I took away from it initially and I read some uh, kind of analysis after the fact, but it feels like uh, it's a it's like a Christ story. Um, I'm all about Christ, and it's it's kind of this. It has definitely religious symbolism. Um, this house that they live in, it's 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 very unusual because you'll see the outside and there's like not a driveway. It's in the middle of a field, and it's a it's a mystery for almost the entire movie of like what this place actually is. Um, the, the movie is mainly Jennifer Lawrence kind of I'm lukewarm uh, about her. She's uh, I, I, she's really good in this. Okay. Um, and Javier Bardem is her husband and they've been, he has, he has a past um, that they don't and a big head and a big head that they don't really go into. And then when, Ed Harris shows up. That's when it's like, what the fuck? Like, and Michelle Pfeiffer um, comes in after him, and they won't leave. But what 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 unfolds and kind of and by the end of the movie, it's like really bizarre. But it's a it's, now it's, I'm uh, you're titillating. Yeah, me. it's I'm, a religious. It's, what I take away from it, and and there's I don't think there's any concrete answer. But what that's got to be from coming it, out soon. Initially, yeah, it probably is because this was. August, I saw, or no, early early September, I saw this. I think, um, you know, Dunkirk's still not out on Blu-ray. Yeah, they have pre-order here. When let's see when it's coming out on the. Uh, so pre-order. what I took away from it originally, or initially, was a religious allegory. But then I read this other thing, which was really really cool, is that the maybe I mean the movie might be because um, Bardem is a poet in it, and he is writer's block. And when he finally writes something, that's when kind of the movie kind of starts unfolding. Um, and uh, I read this kind of um, analysis of it about this movie could be seen, you know, the way I originally saw it is that it's a kind of religious kind of overarching story. But also as part, it's it's the artistic process and what an artist goes through in creating something. And That's then, like us doing this show. Yes. Art, high art, high brow here. December 5th. Okay, it's coming up. 
is when that's coming out. Let's see. Now that's that's mother. Let's see what uh, what the other turd is. Not turd. I like Dunkirk. <laughs> what do you think about Jennifer Lawrence? I I'm in love with Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> oh yeah. But, oh. Um, I, I don't know. Like I don't like. I I usually don't care when she's in like big movies. Like the X Men was kind of eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't like her in that. But like, I no, originally saw her in Winter's Bone, and she's pretty incredible. In I that. liked her in Winter's Bone. That was she the first was thing in, I saw her. I liked Silver Linings Playbook. Wasn't she in that? Yeah, she was good in that. Yeah. I don't like that goddamn fucking uh, the X Men things. What killed for me? So I like her yeah, when she's, she's in smaller stuff. I think. And and she seems like a really cool person in real life. Maybe it's fake. I don't know. But she's funny. She's, she's like funny, Scarlet yeah. when you see her on like one of those talk shows. Yeah. Both of them are hilarious. Yeah. Um, but you know, when this movie is way is much more about kind of uh the the process, the theme of what this whole thing is. It's all it all feels like a, a, a an allegory by the end. And you'll see what I mean when you watch it. It's not it's it has some horror like tropes in it, but it's not a horror movie. See, I thought it was going to be some scary horror movie. Yeah, it's not I would a. Be like, it's it. W- watch it, you'll see what I mean. It's. Did it's, you see it? I did see it. Was it scary? Uh, I mean, I don't really get scared of movies. It has some fucking creepy stuff in it. I really, I liked the, I liked the, the, the look. I don't know the guy's name. Is he a Skarsgård? <laughs> it seems like he's got he's got one of those Nordic names. Yeah. Um. They, they um apparently that one. See, I didn't go see it. He is a scar. Of course, guard. I know the book is like goddamn as thick as a fucking brick. I, but apparently, they're making a sequel, so they didn't do it all in one shot. Like, oh, okay. Well, I've see. Okay, I've never read the book. Uh, well, because I, I mean, the first thing I saw was uh, that was a it was a miniseries, so it was over like you know five days. Or yeah, I and I don't remember. I don't really remember it. I saw it when it was out back in the late eighties, and I don't really remember it now. Um. Yeah, it was it was okay. I, I I didn't think it was bad, um, but I liked his makeup and the, the look of him. I mean, they did some CGI stuff. He's got this like lazy eye thing going. Like he'll stare at them and like his fucking gross teeth, and, <laughs> and then in one, gonna go chill. and then his eyes start going in opposite directions. And Dunkirk is December twelfth. Okay, let me ask you and one last question before we go. Well, we got we got a little bit of we got a we did get one one question in from Feedsack too. So, well, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Okay, you have Jennifer Lawrence yeah. on one hand, you have Scarlett on the other hand, and you have to choose. What am I choosing? Um, am I am is this like am I choosing who to um, be hanging out with long term, or is this kind of like a you, 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 Tomorrow morning, they're gone. <laughs> Let's go with long term. Long term. Mm. I gotta. I'd probably go with Jennifer Lawrence. Because, like, if you if you could have like the the uh, the thing like Ryan Gosling had of joy. Um. <laughs> like, I think I would want. I think Jennifer Lawrence seems more kind of my my speed as far as a long term thing. Okay. All right. All right. Well, God damn it. Get off my, you know. What about you? Well, I don't know how, how old are these chicks? Oh, they're, they're, they could be your very young. (laughs) Um, Scarlett Johansson might be in her thirties now. I would have to go with Scarlett. Okay. 
She she wasn't she she wasn't in that shitty X those shitty X Men movies. I lost all respect. Um. Oh, feed tech. Cool. So, like I said, I've got a shitload more movies so we could talk about. We just don't want to go on for four hours here. So, what's funny was I put on the thing uh, feedback and like you know, does anybody have any questions? And I put the the goddamn email address. I was like, well, why even put that when they could just answer right on there? Did I? I couldn't see the post. I went back to look and see if anybody had posted on it. I couldn't find it. Did you delete it? Deleted it, or maybe I put it on another group. Yeah, I don't see it now. Where is it? And I and I want to see Blade of the Immortal. I wish it would actually open Yes, here. I know. Okay. Um, it was on there. A little, maybe I deleted it somehow. Or I, I probably put it on a wrong gr- another group. Yes, I put it on the comic book group. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Uh, M. Let's see. Who is this? Wrong group. <laughs> Sorry, wrong group. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Definitely, I would go with Scarlet. I'm as dumb as she is. Matt. Okay. Matt wrote us. Um, uh, but, I didn't want to say his last name. The uh, Matt so, Dillon. Oh, he, he must have pulled it off the. He must have pulled it off the comics group. Yeah, there you go. Because he asked There's a comic book question. <laughs> is there more people in the comic group? No. Yes, there is. So it's better to put it over there. There's almost 300 fucking more people over there. Jesus Christ. Our, our, our group stinks. Well, um, I say, I look at it this way. I combine all groups, comic book. It's all one big circle jerk. And us, yes. It's wrestling, comics, and this. Yes. Um, hey, Zom, wondering hey. what if, wondering what, Oh, if you had any recent comic book discoveries, anything new or old that's caught your eye. Uh, personally, I found a few old issues of Star-Spangled War Stories while on vacation, and I've really been uh, taken by the Unknown Soldier character. I like the Unknown Soldier. I used to read that when I was a kid. He said he's going to collect more. And then he sent another email said, Sorry, I hit send too fast, and that was the last reply. Oh, sorry to say the last question was from Matt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so... um. I got my I got my little um, shoebox here. <laughs> of course, you know, I talked about before the James Bond and Felix Leiter uh, books from is that Dynamite? Let me look here real quick. That is from Dynamite Comics. I'm try, starting to like they they do, they're doing a crossover with um, Batman and the Shadow. Uh, yeah, I've read I one that. issue of that, and I am waiting for and that is a. Um, a dynamite and DC uh, crossover. I got the first issue of that, and I just ordered the second issue. Uh, now, let's see. Mostly, what I what I was looking at, um, somebody was posting uh, from Dark Horse uh, Baltimore, and I when it when they first started that one, I started reading it and I got away from it, but I really like Dark Horse, and uh, so I just got the. The, of the new run of Baltimore, the first five issues are on the way. Uh, so I'm going to check that out. And, um, geez, I now see, I think Todd said that he uh, shit can Doctor Strange because I believe the, the writer, the original writer of the new series left. But uh, I just read the last two issues and I thought they were pretty good. So I, I, I don't know what it is with, with me lately, just 
I don't know if it's being fucking depressed or what, but it's like my normal like routine of the things I do. I'm just not, like I said, with the movies doing streaky things, you know, watching, doing a lot more like retro video game stuff. I haven't been listening to music or anything. And I, and I, since the last time we recorded, I have not read a single comic book. I was reading fucking 20 comics a week and I just stopped all of a sudden. I don't know why, but the one comic I did pick up um, and, and read some, was you had posted a video of Superman versus One Punch Man. Yes. And I didn't really know anything about One Punch Man. There was a guy I used to work with that said it was really funny. Mm-hmm. So I started reading that, and it's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's um, One Punch Man's a Japanese comic, for those that don't know, and it's a... It's a it's a it's an actiony kind of Dragon Ball Z feel type thing, except it's a parody of those kind of things. Um, it's kind of like ma- poking. It's not making fun. It's it's comedically like nodding to overpowered anime and manga characters. Yeah. And he this, has a problem. And this guy. And he's. <laughs> what's really funny about it is that so the the backstory of of One Punch Man is he was like an accountant or something and he was all depressed and he gets, uh, he gets attacked by a monster. He lives in like city X and like all the cities in this place have like letter names or something. I I forgot the exact name, city Z, city X, something like that. Um, and he can't, he can't like defend himself properly. So for three whole years, he, he trains and he becomes super strong (laughs) as a result. And uh, that's the joke is that all it takes is three years. And for some reason he loses all his hair. And, um, but now it's like he's bored. Like he, he started crime fighting cause he thought it would be fun. And, but now he's like bored with it because he's gotten so strong. He kills everything with one attack. There's no challenge. There's no challenge. And he's depressed about it. <laughs> um, but it's like it's the 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 way the the artwork in it I thought was really cool. Um, this started off as a web comic and they they adapted it into an actual print thing a few years ago. Um, but it's it's pretty good so far. I've, I've read I read the first volume of it. So the and again for those that don't know how the Japanese comics work, they don't a lot of the time they're not just single title things. They're in part of, they come in a monthly compilation. There's tons of those like Shonen Jump and stuff like that. And I think this is a jump comic, but um, then they collect them after a certain amount of time into little volumes. That's when they become, and that takes a few months. So there'll be like weekly comic strips that happen in a compilation book that's released once a week or however often it is. So, um, well, I guess there there's an anime of it. There is an anime of it. I think it's been they're they're working on the second season of it now. Um, and I heard the anime is really good, but I read, I started reading about it after you posted that because I've, I, you know, I had the, I had the friend recommend One Punch Man, and I was like, I should finally look into it. And it's pretty funny. I've liked it so far, but the artwork I thought was really good. The, I've seen the guy, I don't remember his name, but the guy that, that does the art on it, I've seen his work before. I'm gonna look this up. One Punch Man artist. Let me see what else he's done because his work looks really familiar. The author's name is called One. I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. Illustrated by Yusuke Murata, who did... What else did he do? Oh, he did Eye Shield 21, which is a football one, which was pretty good, but that had good artwork. 
Um, but the art, I, I, I especially like the artwork in it. It's very like, there's this really like a scene that I thought was really funny in it. This like organization has figured out that he needs to be taken care of. So they send these guys out to kill him. And one of them looks like a big, like praying mantis or something. It jumps through his ceiling. And then the next frame is just his fist. And the, that thing's head just exploding all over the place. And it's like, you broke my ceiling. <laughs> And that's like, there's no, there's no drama, drama to it at all. It's like, he just pissed about a ceiling. So it's pretty fun. Um, one that, um, I just ordered, a, um, a few comics, uh, and the one that, um, I don't know if you're keeping up with it cause you said you haven't been reading anything, but you're a valiant guy is that, uh, there's a new bloodshot, um, bloodshot salvation. They they've re- they've so Bloodshot's been an interesting one. I like I said I haven't read anything since probably July. I think I got like about mm, I don't know if it's like four or five of those coming. So I'm gonna so check those. Out. It's interesting with Valiant because they do. I think Exo Manowar was the longest run they've had, and that went to issue fifty before they they don't reboot them, but mm. they let some time pass. They'll end a series and then start a new one. And the Bloodshot character has like been in four. I different think Harbinger just started back up, didn't it? Yeah, and the Harbinger and the Bloodshot's like on the fourth book now, I think. Mm. And they'll have like, you know, fifteen or twenty issues, and then they'll end it for a few months, and then they'll start a new kind of storyline, um, or a different feel. Uh, but the the Bloodshot character is cool and. They're, I know they were making a Valiant TV show that looked interesting. Huh. Um, Valiant TV show called, and it's it's centered around Bloodshot. It's like the D- Valiant universe, or it's not centered around. It's centered around Ninja Ninjack or Ninja K, mm-hmm. who's kind of like a James Bond type. He's a he's for M- works for MIA, MIA, uh, MI um, four. What's the name of the? In my six, um, my six. Yeah, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Well, and then there's that one I just found, which, like I said, I haven't read. I, I was just found out about it on. Um, oh fucking! Uh, what's his name? The wrestler uh, John Morrison is going to be in it. John Hennigan. Hmm. He's going to play Gilad Anipada. Gilad, which one is he? Oh, he's the Eternal Warrior. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, Harriet Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. <laughs> I heard that was pretty. Uh, they yeah. said it's pretty good actually. So I I didn't even know anything about it because I guess it was just a, you know, a, an indie book that the people were just putting out themselves. Mm. So I don't know if somebody else picked it up or what. But I I kind of the guy that th- played, you know the guy that played the Green Ranger in Power Rangers is going to be Bloodshot. He's going to fight fucking Van Dam. What? Did you see that where they got into it? It's a no some con. Apparently, uh, a while back, um, Van Damme was saying something about he wanted to have a real, uh, like an MMA fight or something. I can't remember who he was talking about fighting because uh, Chuck Zito beat him up in a bar or whatever. Huh. And that green Power Ranger guy put a thing out and said, well, you know, if, if you want to actually have a real like MMA fight, he goes, you know, I'll, I'll be a, your opponent. A what fight? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I actually watched two MMA fights the other day. Uh, it was the first time I've watched in a long time. Um, 
just because I like this one, this one shit talking girl, <laughs> Johanna, whatever. I can't, I can't pronounce her last name. Or I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm not even going to try. And she called herself the boogie woman, like uh, John wick, the boogeyman, which there is a John wick comic that's coming out. Not from the boogie woogie man. Boogie woogie. Yeah. Shit <laughs> on a fucking whatever, you know, um, there's a John wick comic coming out and an agent 47 comic coming out, which is from what Hitman, the game. Oh yeah, I've the movie I've never... with uh, Oliphant and all that. Um, so those are two that I kind of want to just give a look at just to see if they're any good. Um, but um, yeah, this chick is like the she was like the Conor McGregor of women, and yeah. She, uh, yeah, and so she just talked so much shit. And she'd act like she was nuts and everything. Well, she got the living shit beat out of her in about two <laughs> seconds. Which is kind of fun. It's like watching the bully, you know. It's like when McGregor or Mike Tyson got beat for the first time. You just, you know, it just builds up and builds up. But like I saw something the other day where the um, it was um, that George Saint Pierre. This goes back. I'll bring it back to movies. He played Bat Rock in uh, Winter Soldier, I think, the Captain America Winter Soldier uh-huh. movie. Uh, the mercenary at the beginning when they go on the ship and Cap fights him or whatever. Um, um, but anyway. Um, he fought this British guy, Michael Bisbing, and uh, I guess they were doing all this trash talking and everything. And, and after the fight, it was a you know bloody fight, and they most people said that they thought the Bisbing guy was winning the almost the entire fight. He was like George St. Pierre was on top of him, and Bisbing was actually striking with his elbows and just cut him up uh, from the bottom. But George Saint Pierre, Saint Pierre, uh, caught him with a punch, and you know it's like one punch man. You know, it's uh, <laughs> any, anybody can be had. And after the fact, at least I like he came out and he said, you know, all the trash talking. He goes, that was just a, it's like wrestling. It's to sell the sell the fight. He goes, I really respect him, and I don't, you know. Da, da. And I like when they do that because I mean, even though wrestling is wrestling, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I watched. Jesus Christ, I'd have probably had 20 more fucking movies, but somebody put a whole bunch of Southwest Championship Wrestling, which was the first show on USA Network before Vince McMahon got it. Oh, uh, I didn't have cable then. I, I didn't see that one. And it was Tully Blanchard's dad's promotion. Somebody put a whole shitload of those on YouTube, and nice. they're, by, they're by episode, and they go back to like 1978 maybe. Isn't totally that so is. weird how much wrestling was on yeah. TV before the late 70s? But that's the only thing. If you ever find a wrestling program from 78 or from before 1978 or 79, it's amazing. Like so yeah, many of those tapes were just destroyed. Didn't keep the tapes. But Tully uh, is on there and it's like in, in the really early ones, he's real young. He's like a rookie and he's a good guy. Then he's a total asshole. Oh God. And he was a good asshole even back then. And him and Gino Hernandez were, were tag team. Well, apparently there was a real bad car wreck. And I had heard about this a long time ago because people would talk about Dick Slater and they said he was like a natural. He was almost like Terry Gordy or whatever. When he first came out and mm-hmm. they said he was in this real bad car wreck and they said he was never the same after that. Well, mm-hmm. he got, he like stabbed this girl that he was his girlfriend and he almost went to prison and um, then um, he was dating Luna Vachon and they, and uh, Gangrel who ended up marrying her said when she got away from him, she had to climb out a fucking window to get away from him. He was like abusive and everything. Well, now he's like 400 pounds 
sitting in a wheelchair in a in a nursing home and flair said he won't even talk to anybody like they went to try and visit him he said he wouldn't see anybody in a ring well apparently that car wreck took place uh, on some of these shows, it was like between 1980 and 81 because Tully comes out and he was the Southwest champion and he was a heel and they stripped him of the title because he couldn't defend it in the 30 days because he was in this car wreck with it was him, Dick Slater and Terry Funk. And I guess Tully got his legs, one of his legs at least messed up really bad because hmm. he was on crutches for a long time and then he was on a cane. And they said, and Terry Funk came back and he was fine. He was on their wrestling after a period of time. They said, you know, but they said Dick Slater almost got killed. And apparently he got like, I think he might've got like brain damage or something. So they, cause that's what Jake the snake said. He said, once he was in that car, he goes, he was never the same after that. Oh, wow. He said, when you were in the ring with him, you didn't know what he was going to do. If he was going to shoot on you or whatever. And then I think, Jake the Snake might have dated at one time or something, Dark Journey. And then Slater ended up dating her, and then they had a program together. And so he was like, when you wrestle Slater, he goes, well, you know, because of that, he goes, I don't know what he thought. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't Dark Journey. He was with Dark Journey, but Jake started dating Slater's ex-wife. And he said, they weren't together anymore. He goes, you know, I don't know what that means. He goes, you're not together anymore. You know, it's like you don't own that person. He goes, I never knew him. I didn't even know that she was his ex-wife mm. or anything. But he said, then they had to get in the ring and wrestle. <laughs> and he said, and Slater was the kind of guy, like, if you were fucking his ex-girlfriend, he didn't like it. But I've heard a lot of bad things about him Jeez. being a piece of shit. And everything. I mean, but also being like the kind of the guy that was so tough that nobody went because he like beat up sting and the ultimate warrior and um they said like john matuzak was in a bar in florida and was drunk or something and slater beat and matuzak you know of course he was in north dallas 40 and um that movie with ringo star where they were the cavemen but i mean he was like six foot nine 300 some pounds and they said slater beat the shit out of him he was a real good amateur wrestler and they said he could fucking punch like he, he, him and Bob Orton jr. Were a tag team and they were real good friends and everything, but I don't know what Orton jr. Did, but they said they came back from the ring one time and I guess Slater just knocked the fucking shit out of him, just beat the shit nice. out of him. So he was the guy that you, but you know, it's like dynamite kid, you know, what goes around comes around. So yeah. anyway, got off on that wrestling tangent, but uh, I want to check out that bloodshot comic. Uh, like I said, the Batman and, uh, and, and, uh, of, of the DC ones that I started reading, I, you know, that they, they, what's funny is DC, a lot of their comics from things from another world that I can't understand this. And I was talking about this maybe on another show or whatever, um, with the discount Batman, Batman and detective comics uh, action comics and Superman, which have to be their probably number one titles. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of the other ones, wonder woman flash. There are certain ones that are their mainstays yeah. with the discount are $2 and 39 cents a, an issue. Mm -hmm. But then they have other ones that are three ninety nine, hmm. and I don't think they're any bigger or anything. So I don't, I don't, I don't get their pricing shit like that. I don't, I try and now Valiant and Dark Horse because they're indie companies. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, their comics are like 
three ninety nine a fucking issue, brand new. And so if you the, what, the, the, the the lucky thing, I mean, if you like to keep up with Valiant, the good thing with them is they only have, you know, where DC has fucking forty titles a month. I right. think I think a lot with Valiant per week, you'll see like maybe two issues. Two plus with Valiant, you can wait, and well, with just any of them, you can wait and just get a compilation. get the trade, yeah. Get the trade and and things from another world. They have a section called Nick and Dent, and if the the cover has a little oh. bit of a crease or something like that, I mean they'll knock fifty yeah, percent off the I'm, cover. I miss collecting comics and books and stuff, but it's like whenever I go and look at some, I'm just like, I'm tired of the clutter, and like I just don't. Yeah. I don't end up buying anything anymore. Like I really want this this really nice looking book called The Art of Atari, mm-hmm. where it kind of just it's it's kind of a coffee table book of like all the old covers of atari games and some really cool artwork back in them but it's like this giant fucking book and it's like man and it's it's bad that i think this way it was like oh, that's another thing i have to fucking carry around someday well it's like the, the one thing that gets me is i i don't know I, it, it kind of goes back to like the um the old days of buying comics at the comic book store and everything um i want to keep up with the new stuff what the, mm-hmm. the new stories that are coming out but anything that you haven't read before is new. And <laughs> I, someone, I actually have a shitload of uh, comics that I acquired through somehow. <laughs> and I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, fuck, I'm talking about digital and stuff. I, you know, I need to just, I, I almost forgot about it. Thousands I, I of comics. Yeah, exactly. So I, th- that's another thing when I'm sitting there. But it's like it is like when I was in college or whatever. We th- we had my local comic book store, which was probably twenty yards from my apartment. Oh, but the yeah. guy got his stuff on Thursday, and then he wouldn't put it out till Friday. But you had your Morgan- pull box, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Morgantown had two comic book stores up there. And they got their stuff, say, like on a Monday, and they would put it out. Like it was as soon as they got it, and got it out of the box, it would be available. I wanted the new stuff so bad. I when, when we would go up, and we wouldn't go up there all the time because, like I said, it's almost like twenty miles away. But we'd drive up there, and I would see, like, if I was getting X Men or Uncanny X Men were the two big ones at the time, and I would go up there. If I saw those, I'd be like, "Fuck, I got to get them." <laughs> And I would get them knowing that my friend Jim that owned the comic book store right where I lived would have the same ones three days later. And then I'd end up with fucking two or three. And I'm like, God damn it. I used to love that. Like, um, back in, this is 2001 or so we, um, I forgot the name of the store now, but it was when I went back to school, but like on new release day, just going and you'd see people that you hadn't seen in a week. Yeah. And you kind of hang out in the comic book store and talk to the owner and just kind of like shoot the shit. I mean, that was cool, but that place I got out of reading comics when I was a kid, I just stopped, stopped reading them like in high school. Yeah, I did too. Got out of totally. When I went to college, that place was right beside my apartment. And I thought, I'm just going to walk over there. I haven't, read a comic and I don't know how long and that was when X-Men was first starting to get huge mm-hmm. and I walked over there and I bought it was when Rogue first became an, uh, one of the X-Men and they were in Japan and I think I'm trying to think if it was McFar not McFar I'm trying to think who did that those books anyway it doesn't matter um, but 
I went over there, and then, like you said, it got to be like the hangout. Yeah. I would go over there every day of the week, whether I bought anything or not, and go over and bullshit, and I became good friends with the guy. And then all these other guys that either worked there or hung out there, we all became friends. We all started going to movies together. We all started hanging out together and doing all this stuff. Well, then he died. But I, I got out of going there because when I moved to where I live now, it's like a – 12 mile drive there plus i can just get the shit online have it delivered to my house then um, you don't know the guy anymore well and, and yeah the new guy i don't know i went in there one time after that and i almost started i almost i got tears in my eyes yeah. because he had died my friend had died and i hadn't been in there since and i walked in and it was the same place but and it's set up the same way and everything but there's like three or four new people there and I was just walking around and I started t talking to them and I said, I used to come here all the time. And I said, my friend was the guy that owned it before and, and he died. And I swear to God, I started getting tears in my eyes and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and they even said, you know, well, hey, you know, if you want, yeah, if you have anything you want us to pull, we'll give a box for you, give you a discounter. And I was like, that's fine, you know, but it's not the same. No. And like I said, with it, with just the computer and everything, I'd like to support the local store and shit. But you can just pick whatever you want. You can drop whatever you want. That's another thing. When when I used to go in there, like I said, my friend owned it. I would have my pull list. But then when something started to suck, I felt weird about telling him not to. <laughs> it's, it's like taking money out of his pocket. Yeah. Plus then he would put like Marvel would always have these annuals. You'd have the regular storyline going on. But then they'd put out an annual, which cost like way more. Yeah, didn't have like four bucks back in the 90s. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with anything. Or they would start having these crossovers and he would start putting stuff in my box that I didn't ask for because right. it was a crossover. And that sort of was like, man, you know, especially when they were, you know, back then, I think they were maybe like a dollar ninety nine or something like that, a, a book. And so I don't know. I just kind of got out of that. And like I said, with the computer – I live out in the middle of nowhere. They can just deliver it to my house, and, <laughs> and, and I just or, don't want to keep. I just don't want to keep them anymore. Like I, I, I just I hate put them in books and stuff. Boxes, yeah, I can just get them me. right there. Just fucking, I can get on here right now, and anything it's as new as new can be. And then, like, like some people were saying, I guess DC doesn't do this. Marvel has that thing where the subscription you, thing. You pay that subscription thing, and you have access to like every comic they've ever put out. You just don't have the the really new stuff. Yeah, I don't think DC has that. And DC doesn't. Now that's worth it if you like back issues and stuff mm -hmm. because you can go back and read anything from the very first Fantastic Four, which I like I said actually have all that stuff now, and I need to start thinking about putting those on my uh, iPad. But I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm like you, I, I um. There are sometimes now, I don't know if it's an attention span thing or what. The other day, I thought, you know, I'm just going to uh, go in, fill up the tub, get in there and read a couple comics. And I had about six or seven of them. I started reading. I, I read like a couple of pages and I was like, fuck, I don't want to sit here and do this, you know, and just get out. That's, then, like, how, I've been days, with, that's how I've been with a lot of things lately. Yeah. I'll but start then a something couple of days later, I went in there and I went through like every comic that I that I had that was backed up. I read all all of them just in one sitting. It just depends on what my mood is. And I think I've been in, I think I've been in an overall poor mood lately. So <laughs> just straighten up. A, you know, what, have you ever thought about becoming a male stripper? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I probably weigh as much as you now, and you you're know, like the, and you're uh, you're five inches taller. 
Uh, if, at long, what? Taller. Oh, taller. Okay. At least five um, inches longer, but five inches taller. Well, you know, I was looking at that WrestleCade thing, and um, it's where the hell was that? You said it was where you went to high school or something. Yeah, it's or, where my parents live. Yeah. I was looking at that, and they have so many fucking guys going to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell you could see everybody. There, it was the one. I think we they went, do it over two days now instead of one, right? It looked like, and they have the they have the matches and everything. Mm-hmm. They have the wrestling matches and everything. But I was looking at that, and it's not. It's like one of those deals where it's like in a convention center across yeah. the street, and there's like a couple of hotels there, and if you stay there, the Benton and, Convention Center. That's where I had my prom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, you know, I wouldn't be bad to go to, but Jesus Christ, it seemed like it was number one. The 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 ticket thing was confusing. It seemed I, I just wish they had a thing where it says, okay, you buy this and you get into everything. But it seemed like they had. Oh, they do the tiered thing. You could have like a yeah something like that and individual things you could go to, and I don't know. I was like, I just want to. I looked at the most expensive thing they had, which to me seems like it would be the thing that you, and it was going to be, end up being a shitload of money. I was like, fuck that. Mm. It's too much. But, Mick you know, Foley. there was a lot of people that were going to be there, a shitload. But I, I like going to, the, my, the highlight to me over the last few times when we went, more than anything, I like sitting there watching the fucking actual wrestling matches. Yeah. They weren't even people that we even knew, but it was just fun to just cut loose and, yell and everything and <laughs> now oh uh, they're doing a oh this one's it's three days now they're doing a worship service with george south <laughs> yeah they always have that shit like uh, tully would fucking pray and oh cornet will be there <laughs> oh they're doing the queens of combat i bet uh what's her face the thunder kitty will be there thunder kitty she's but you know i looked at some of those and some of those girls that we saw Fuck, they wrestled like all over the United States. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like a local thing. That Taylor Hendricks that that I've liked yeah. the redhead one with the big boobs. She was wrestling in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, you know, going all over these different places. Uh, but I always I was wondering about like, you know, the W like with those there, those are indie people. Now we did see some WWE people that were like the kind of mid card guys or whatever, Luke Gallows or whoever mm-hmm. in some of those. But the um, just even the ones that you never heard of before, because we could sit so close to the ring and it was such a small. Vi- it's like going to see if you went to see if you were a Guns and Roses fan. My, my this guy I work with is a big Guns and Roses fan, and he likes Slash, and he would go see Slash have a concert in in some of these like small venues Mm -hmm. and now of course he would get he he went going out to las vegas to see them the whole guns and roses big thing in las vegas and it's a lot of money i was like i don't have but two three hundred bucks a a ticket or more than that i can't remember how much it's like maybe three or four hundred something like that but he said it's like if we went to see WWE uh, in WrestleMania or something like that, or at some big like uh, Pittsburgh uh, Civic or it's not even Civic Arena anymore. It's whatever it is now, PNC, whatever. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. And you got a fifteen thousand. It's not the same 
No. As like I said, those people were were just indie guys and people that that we never even heard of. But we're sitting either in the front row or the second row, and <laughs> you're right there, and you know, and they're fighting right beside of you. Can you yell, just, they hear it. it. Yeah, it's just it was so much more fun just to do that. But then I couldn't talk for like a goddamn week. <laughs> so. But anyway, I, like I said, my, my nephew was even saying something about going to that, you know, if, if we wanted to go. And I was, I just looked at it and I was like, I think it would be, I know it would be fun, but man, it just seemed like with those tickets and everything, That's I was like, God damn it, man, it was real. It's been, and then now, like when we would go to, whether it was Whorehound or the wrestling thing in Charlotte, you stay in the fucking hotel where it's at. And it's just a hundred thousand times better. Oh yeah, being able because that the one horror hound I went to, Jesus Christ, seven, six years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, um, we were staying across the street, and that was already kind of yeah. It just a the, challenge it, when you can just fucking get on the elevator, go up, take a shit, lay down, watch TV, come right back. You see the guys fucking walking around in the hotel. Even if, like he says, and especially when they have these events like that, if it is in like some convention center, the hotels that are right there jack their price up. I mean, it was like that that one for Wrestlecade, the the ones that were, and they still had rooms available right like across the street, the two places right across the street, within like uh, thirty yards of the place. Mm-hmm. It was like two hundred some dollars a night. Jesus. And, you know, and then you end up that plus the tickets and you end up spending 600 and some fucking dollars. I was like, ah, man, this ain't going to fly. I can get on YouTube and watch Tully and Gino Hernandez. And I want some of that greasy, hungry Howie's pizza again. <laughs> I haven't had that since since then. I was listening to Cornette. Uh, if I never hear Cornette talk about Vince Russo. Joey Ryan or Kenny Omega again. Jesus, he's obsessed. It just, it's like, dude, I like you. I like Jim Cornette, but it's like, God damn, give me a break, dude. You are acting like a lunatic. You know, you're getting a little bit too fucking, uh, did you like read that like, thing that Santino Morello wrote? Yeah. Oh, I saw, I saw, well, I saw the thing where they were, Cornette's head was purple and he's screaming at this guy. Well, the, he wrote a thing about what, you know, his take on it. And saying that he, he, you know, he's not, he wasn't happy about, uh, you know, the things that Jim Cornette had said about him over the years and that, but he kind of, maybe he was being aggressive with it, but he wanted to kind of like shake his hand and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Well, why? I mean, the thing is, it's like when you're sitting there, when he's talking about these guys and he's saying, you know, they don't respect the business. He wrestled a fucking nine-year-old girl, and they're making a mockery out of this. And it's like, dude, it's not 1970 or 1980 or 1960. Cat's, cat's out of the bag. The cat's out of the bag. And why are you getting so upset? He's like, I had to get out of there. I just told my wife, I'm vibrating. If I got to get out of here, if I don't get out of here. Uh, and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. He's going he's gonna to kill somebody or something one of these days. <laughs> Or something bad's going to happen like that. What was I watching the other day? Oh, well, I was watching that NWA movie about, um, like, Ice Cube and uh, Dr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
shit. And I was watching that, and I was thinking, there, there's like these uh, fitness guys on YouTube, and they're fighting because this one guy gets on there, and he says all this supplement shit is all bullshit. He said, it's a, this industry, he said, these guys are hawking this stuff online. They're juiced to the gills. They're on every kind of steroid, human growth hormone and everything. But then they're trying to sell you this protein powder or this and that crap saying you can look like me if you do. And claiming that they don't take any of that stuff. And the one guy, remember Medasia from WCW? She mm -hmm. was one of Scott Steiner's freaks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Medasia yeah. O'Hearn. Well, her ex-husband, Mike O'Hearn, I think is what his name is, he is one of these fitness guys that claims that he's all natural and that you should, you know, he sells all this supplements and everything. Well, they compared the, his measurements and, and his body fat and everything. He is bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger was when he won the Olympia. And he's all, <laughs> he's cut up, he's shredded all the time. And everything. Now, I heard like, it wasn't Scott Steiner, but some of these guys that were in WCW said that when Medasia was with Scott Steiner, mm -hmm. all those fitness girls, Tori Wilson, uh, Trish Stratus, that Medasia, there was another one that Scott Steiner was, it was actually his girlfriend. And she was one of those fitness models. He said, they all do these, there are certain kinds of steroids that these, these women take that allow them to still remain more feminine. They don't turn into like female bodybuilders like Tori Wilson or Trish Stratus, but they still are in such good shape that there's no way they could maintain that and mm -hmm. be on the road and everything. And they said that her husband was like one of the main drug suppliers, uh, in the locker room for like steroids and all that shit for the wrestlers. And he's on there saying, I'm completely, they call it natty. I'm natural. I'm completely natural. <laughs> well, there's this one guy that gets on there and he calls them all out. So they're having this big feud. So then they're trolling him and he's trolling them. Well, then this guy is such a fucking goofball that he's one of these guys. that's almost like a stolen valor guy that, um, he's made up this, they said like, they think he's crazy. He makes up all these stories that he was a mercenary and he he's like a big right winger. But he as far as calling them out about being bullshit, he's correct. But he's such a goofball. And, but I think that a lot of the stuff he does, it's almost like uh, Glenn Beck. Right. Or um, who's some of the other ones? Hannity. I've heard people say that they're not they don't even believe the shit they're saying. It they, That's. They're like playing a role or a part, like almost like the heel manager mm -hmm. and Coulter and all those people. And that's the way this guy is with YouTube now, apparently. That's like that girl I was posted on Are You Serious that says that all those shootings are a false flag and they're all fake. <laughs> people are saying now that's what she's doing because the more clicks you get, if you put up these videos on YouTube and they're 10 minutes or longer and you get a certain amount of clicks where well, you start getting sponsors and, and ad stuff. Ad money. Yeah, ad money. These people are making money. So the more controversial they are. But I was watching that NWA movie and you think about like uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac and these morons. They start going back and forth almost like they're uh, doing cutting wrestling promos on each other. And then the next thing you know, somebody they start people start getting killed. And that's the way these fitness guys are. They're on there, and that, they said, you know, well, if we see this guy out somewhere, there's this one guy, Brad Castleberry. 
and he gets on there and he's just jacked to the young guy. He's probably only like 20 years old, but he's just fucking jacked to the gills, all cut up and everything. And he gets on there and he'll get on like the bench press on YouTube and have like 700 pounds on there or something and do it for like a couple reps. And he'll be like lightweight and everything. And, uh, you know, I'm breaking records. Well, they said he's using fake plates. He <laughs> makes, they, they, you can buy these fake weightlifting plates so he might say he's doing 600 pounds where in reality he's got like 300 pounds on the bar. And so these other guys that are like these big power lifters are calling him out and they'll say, well, you need to come to one of our meets and, and he won't, he'll say, yeah, I'll do it. But then he won't show. Well, so then they're like getting into it. Like they're confronting him and these real great big, like uh, power lifters that are like, uh, they got tattoos all over them and they're almost like vatos, you yeah. know, and they're like, they confront him. It'd be like going to Whorehound and walking up to Michael Rooker and saying, Hey, you fucking pussy. You know, you think <laughs> you're nothing but a fucking puss, you know? And just, I'm like, this shit is like getting out of control. Like these people are going to end up killing each other over this. But that, I was surprised that I, I thought that, um, what the hell was that movie called? The one about, um, NWA. Is that straight out of Compton? Yeah. That was, I thought that was, did you see that? Yeah. I, I thought, thought it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad. But anyway, I got off on a tangent. Uh, it's, but like I said, it was like, when, when I'm, well, I was trying to think how I got off on that. But like with Cornette and Kenny Omega, and, and of course, like you had Kenny Omega and Jericho, I was watching them on Twitter and they were just bitching back and forth at each other and fuck you, you know, uh, you, you're, no, I'm, you know, you're trying to latch on to me to make your whatever and everything. And it's all, that was all the work because yep. they're going to wrestle each they're other. They're going to wrestle in January. But like Cornette and these guys, I think there's some, I mean, it's like, dude, my nephew loves Cornette. He listens to him all the time. He's got a Cornette t shirt. He fucking follows Cornette, everything he says. And, everything. and I'm like trying to tell him, I said, dude, you know, Joey Ryan, the, what, now what, okay, now, I know we've been going on, but I just want to get your perspective because I haven't okay. talked to you. Are you pro, pro or anti like the dick spot and all that shit? <laughs> it's um, I'm 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 pretty anti with comedic wrestling. I don't care, like whatever. Uh, but you're but, not going to get like in a brawl nah, with somebody. Over it's, it's, I mean, it's 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 kind of funny, but I don't want to see it all the time. Like it'd be funny if it happened once, but like. It's more, it's more something like that where he would do the, the the thing where he would flip the guy over with his with his cock, like that was. It's it's. I think it's better suited to a YouTube clip, <laughs> you know. But, but if if you went like when we went to um, that wrestling show and we're there, and there's all these indie people and everything, and you know he's going to be there, and you know that's something that he does. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't bother me because it's all fucking fake. It's all silly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the, that that one we went to where the the older, uh, uh, you know, African American lady who was like the kind of like mula was wrestling the girl, the little Asian girl that was like k- kabuki. Oh and yeah, she, and they had like barbed wire baseball bats and all that shit and doing all this crap. I mean, Christ's sakes! I mean, I don't know. It's nothing. It's, I mean, it's nothing to get offended over. I can't. I. I it's silly and it's it's whatever it's not my favorite i don't like search it out myself but i'm not gonna it's like the coordinate thing with santino Mm -hmm. if i put my if you put yourself in that 
position. That's one thing about Cornette. He says, you know, he's a liberal or whatever and everything, but he's the owner of this company. And this guy does this thing. And then when he comes back in the locker room, he goes over and just slaps this guy across the face. Like he thinks he's fucking Bill Watts or something. And even if Bill Watts did it, I watched the thing last night where, um, Kevin Nash was saying that, you know, when he, when Bill Watts was in charge of WCW and he was, I think he was just Oz or whatever at the time. He said, Watts <laughs> or Vinny, say, was he Vinny Vegas? Vinny, I think Vinny he was Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Watts, and I've heard uh, other he people say this, also. that Watts would say, you know, you don't know how to throw a kick, get down on your hands and knees on the ground and I'll show you how to throw a kick. And the guy would get down on his hands and knees and Watts would kick him and he's 300 pound, big, great, big guy kick the guy as hard as he can in the ribs and say, now that's how you fucking sell a kick. And Vinny Vegas or Kevin Nash from Magic Mike, bring it back around to the movies we were reviewing. <laughs> um, he said, Watts did that to him. He said, come over here. He goes, he goes, you were in the ring and you don't know how, he goes, you don't know how to sell a punch. Now come over here. And he said, he, he, Watts hauled off and punched him in the face. Jeez. And he goes, that's how you sell a fucking punch. So and then like was with Cornette slapping that Santino, he can say whatever he wants, and oh, I'm old school, and that's a. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not the fucking toughest guy in the world or whatever, but if he would have slapped me across the face like that, and and it, to me, it's kind of like a pick and choose kind of a thing too. Well, what if uh, it would have been. Uh, Fucking Brock Lesnar would have done the same thing. Would you have walked up and slapped him across the face? Probably not. Or Bruiser Brody or whatever. But, you, you know, you go over and slap this guy across the face, number one, humiliating him because you're protecting the business, which is fucking stupid. Um, oh, yeah. And the letter he was saying, he wasn't even laughing at what was going on. He was laughing because he was caught up in the moment. He was there with his daughter as a fan, not as a wrestler. And, and here's was- a guy coming over eating worms. Yeah. The well, the tra- the the thing that made him laugh was the the him coming at him and his daughter, and his daughter was scared, and you know it was kind of this moment. And the he the the door that he was supposed to leave was like behind him. Yeah, but it's I mean it's just a, it's a whole different um, way of thinking that. But Cornette would be like, oh, he's a pussy. He's gonna go and fucking say something to the to the. To, to the company or whatever. And I'm like, motherfucker, you come over and slap me across the fucking face like that. You know, oh, but back in the old days, you'd have just settled. You know, it's like, give me a fucking, he, he has been brainwashed. And for the better or worse, they're not going to put the genie back in the bottle. It's <laughs> not going to go back to, even like I said, with the Kenny Omega Jericho thing, it was like they were doing a work shoot on the internet. And at first I thought, okay, this is funny because I was thinking about how Cornette goes off on Joey Ryan and they kind of go back and forth like that on Twitter. But so when Jericho and Kenny Omega were doing it, I thought, well, they, you know, they must really fucking just giving each other jabs about, you know, you're just a high spot guy or whatever. But then it ends up as soon as you find out that they're wrestling each other, you know, it's a fucking (laughs) work. But, um, I just think it's it's hilarious because I've heard him talk about that shit so many times, but I was watching some clips yet last night and I was listening to Cornette and I like Cornette. We've met him. He's a nice guy and everything. But when he starts going off on that shit, it's like, dude, get a fucking grip on reality and on life, you know, and, and he sits there and talks about my blood pressure sky high. And I was, I'm like, 
Why? <laughs> For Christ's sakes, it's fake. And yeah, okay, they all know it's not fake. It's an athletic. It's predetermined. I don't give a shit. You know, Charles Bronson didn't kill any fucking buddy. And yeah, he had stuntmen and they got hurt and everything. But he is just something else. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, like Biggie Smalls and Tupac or whatever. Oh. Tying it all back together. Yeah. There's shit like that. And these people are going to end up, somebody's going to end up fucking killing somebody or something. Yeah stupid it's like podcasting it is it's us talking crap about all our rival podcasts it's and... it's a good thing that we all get to get along <laughs> yeah. waka 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 we get along yeah. we get along on certain groups that is yeah well i'm not even talking about us i mean you know stacy oh, yeah. jacks and there's been there's been feuds <laughs> there have been little feuds no, was that Kevin Nash? Would, see, that's the one thing I've come to find is you can always um, find it's like the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I can always bring things back around, no matter how far off I get. To Kevin because, Nash. Yeah, Stacy Jacks <laughs> was a reference to somebody. I don't know who, but um, Kevin Nash was in that movie too. So this was actually sort of a Kevin Nash kind of episode. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'll, I'll use him as the as the uh, photo on the on the blog post. And I did laugh in that movie when he was uh, when they were singing, you know, "Wanted Dead or Alive," which <laughs> goes back to Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora figure, karaoke. And Rest in peace, karaoke. That was the, that was everybody. the song that killed. Yeah, karaoke. killed Sylvan Gold karaoke. Thanks a lot, everybody. I I still have that fucking. Uh, I still have that figure though too. Nice. I'll never get rid of it because it reminds me of how much every I despise everybody. <laughs> karaoke. Karaoke was fun. The it first, was. like maybe one or two times we did it, it was it's hilarious. It was yeah. fun. Now don't act like I'm trying to get it started back up. You know, you guys all fucked it up. Didn't sport karaoke. It takes like what two seconds to get on there and sound horrible. <laughs> nope, couldn't do it. All right. So if you would like to, if you would like to send us feed set, or if you would like to send us karaoke, yes, um, you can do that at uh, oh our voicemail line. I looked it up six three six three two three nine nine six zero. I think there was a couple calls from you on there, wasn't there? I don't know what you're talking about. And um, our email at silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, our show is always on iTunes. I don't even know if Stitcher's a thing anymore, but sure, why not? Go look for it there. And uh, Silva Gold, silvaandgold.com and our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups. Before we go. Slash Silva and Gold. This is a trivia question. What was the name of the thing that all the podcasts were under when we first started listening to Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. There was Palaver, but that was what it was no, called. No, no, second. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. It, the, the, this was, this was uh, the thing I'm thinking of is different. And the guy sold the, it was the something family of podcasts. Oh. They always said, because I listened to one of our old shows the other day. And we probably made fun of not being part of that. No, no, no. Or maybe I listened to somebody. Maybe I listened to GGTMC. I can't remember. But it was the something family of podcast. God, and what was that called? 
Jesus Christ. It's on the tip of my tongue, too. I can't remember. Well, there was the Palaver boards afterwards. I remember Palaver. Whatever that Palaver. means. It wasn't that. It was the... God damn it. Hmm. Oh, shit. I can't remember. I'll have to... It'll come to me as soon as I go poop. <laughs> I still haven't pooped properly. This coffee didn't do its work. My coffee's still in the microwave in there. <laughs> getting getting all kind of germs and bacteria on top of it. And I'm going to drink it and then go see Thor. Maybe I'll go see a movie. Anyway, um, yeah, send us some feed sack or ask us some stupid questions and maybe we'll uh, record another show someday. Yeah, I called the, I called the line just so the number would stay. <laughs> uh, Google, Google voice numbers don't die, so you're good there. They, they stay around until you delete them. Cool. Uh, Zom, do you have anything else? Nope. All righty. Until next time. That was a long show. This was a long show. Three, three and a half hours. (laughs) 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 It would have only been two and a half if I wouldn't have kept rambling. That's okay. But this is a loaf. Oot. Zom. Oot. Bye-bye. What the hell was that called?